Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. World star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think it's, that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Hi there, this is T. Johnny with Quirky and or Queer, a podcast about otherness. Join me as I interview people in the community. I talk to musicians, community workers, artists, comedians, and even my mother about otherness. How does it shape their careers, their romantic pursuits, creative projects, and shape their overall worldview? There are lots of laughs, plenty of tender moments, and some deep conversations. Find Quirky and or Queer on your favorite podcast app. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and Intoxicated is a weekly comedy podcast where I have my friends, comedians, and various guests on. And we shoot the shit about life while drinking. So welcome, welcome back. If you're a brand new listener, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, thanks so much for tuning in. This week's guest is a local Halifax comedian, Ryan Freed. And this was a great fucking episode. Now, one thing I will say that I feel so stupid about, and I can't believe this happened. I truly cannot. I felt so freaking bad. But if you are a returning listener and if you're familiar with Intoxicated's content, you probably know about the YouTube channel. I've been doing video episodes for a while now, and for this particular recording, we recorded for over two hours, we had a great time, and I realized that I never hit record on the video. Yeah, over two years into this, you still fuck up, people. You still fuck up. Thank God that podcasting is primarily an audio medium, because if I lost the audio episode, it would be even worse. So, as like most things in life, it could have been worse, but I still felt really bad about not giving Ryan a video episode. But these things happen, people. They happen. Regardless of that, you are getting an awesome audio episode this week with Ryan Freed. This was actually a really good conversation. This went in a lot of different places. We did talk a lot about our lifestyles, um, especially where Ryan works a night show shift at his job and that presents a lot of challenges especially with doing comedy so we did talk a lot about how he manages that and about his job at the hospital which is very interesting and spurred some really good stories so this was a highly entertaining episode i hope you guys enjoy it do make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play spotify anywhere you find podcasts if you're digging it you can leave us an itunes rating or review 
Or you can take it a step further and check out our Patreon page, which is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. That's a great way to support the show financially. You do make a monthly donation and then you would get various rewards depending on what level you sign up at. So check that out if you are a fan of the show. But more importantly, tell a friend about Intoxicated. That's probably the number one ask here other than subscribe. (laughs) Another ask that I am going to throw out just because... I feel like it. Honestly, I don't care so much this year as I did last year, but it is that time of the year again in Halifax where the coast is compiling nominations for the Best of Halifax Awards. And if you want to throw Intoxicated a nomination, you can certainly do so. I will link below. There is two phases to this. So the first phase is the nomination phase. Second phase is when the finalists are chosen. Then the voting begins. It's kind of a two-part process. Yeah, like I said, I don't care so much this year. I'm I'm having fun doing this podcast regardless of whether or not it's recognized in the coast, but it's just something that you could do if you feel like it. Also, a reminder that when this comes out, it will be the Friday of the Canada Day long weekend. I have been doing monthly comedy live streams for the past three months. This month, we are doing a Canada Day live stream. So normally it is the first Saturday of every month, but this time it is going to be on Monday, July 1st. That is Canada Day. So I'm not sure of the timing of that comedy live stream yet. I'm still working up the details of that. But if you are a longtime listener of the show, you probably know that the past two Canada Days, we have done a Canada Day century. So that is 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes. Yes, we are adults doing a century. It's pretty ridiculous, but it is a silly, intoxicated tradition at this point. More than likely, this stream will take place probably late afternoon, going into early evening. We're going to do a century. We're going to hang out and drink and have a barbecue. I have no idea who's coming yet. Um, The joy of gathering guests every month. It's quite unpredictable, but regardless, there will be a stream no matter what on Canada Day. So tune into that on YouTube and Twitch. Links below to that as well so you don't miss it. Keep an eye on our social media so that you can find out about the exact timing. So on social media, we are Intoxicated Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We are in underscore intoxicated on Twitter. Follow Intoxicated on there. Let me know what you think of the episodes. Feedback is always appreciated. And another way you can give that feedback as well is you can email intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. And in honor of this being a comedy podcast, if you are in Halifax or visiting Halifax, you can check out the Halifax Yuck Yucks Wednesday through Saturday. There is comedy at Yuck Yucks. You can get all information about upcoming shows and reserve your tickets at yuckyucks.com backslash Halifax. And if you're not in Halifax, you might have a Yuck Yucks close by. And if not, check out open mics or do both. Even better, do both. There's live comedy pretty much every day of the week here in Halifax. So there's lots of opportunities to check out comedy and you could probably see a past intoxicated guest live, which is awesome. I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who has supported the show and shown it love. It truly means more than I can even say. I've been having a rough go lately. Um, Life-wise, I mean, I'm a Pisces and it is cancer season. So if there was ever a time for you to send some good feedback my way or just, you know, constructive feedback even, please do it. Because I care about this thing a lot and I want to make sure you guys love it too. But yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy this episode with Rhyme Free. All right. Well, we might as well get her started Let's here. Let's do it up. On a fucking Monday night. <laughs>
Every okay, I was, I was almost gonna go into wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. welcome to Intoxicated Podcast. Oh, damn. There we go. Now I peeked. Oh in. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that was both of us. <laughs> you guys, welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm very, very excited to have Mr. Ryan Freed on the podcast, finally. Yes, yes. It's been a long time Actually, coming. get a bit closer than that. No. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's perfect. Welcome, perfect. Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, my yeah, gosh. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad, uh, glad to finally be here. This has been a long time coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, scheduling is, it's hard to do just in general. For me, it's like a way of life. Scheduling being hard to do. That's that's my life basically is just like a constantly fucking, scheduling. A shit, shit so shit show of a schedule. I've, this is my second drink. I'm not even. Oh, this is your second drink tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a bit of a drink. Before oh before. okay. You pregame. Usually yeah. intoxicated is the pregame. And I shouldn't but you have either. pregame the pregame. Yeah right. <laughs> not on a Monday night. Come on. This is this tonight. This is the night. This, this is it that's, right here. That's actually very true. Yeah. No. I actually. It's weird. I actually really like recording on weeknights because then. I can kind of get a little bit of black backlog and actually, like, have fun on the weekend. Not that I don't have fun doing this, but I can, like, really have fun. Because there's an aspect of me where I can't get totally shammered on the show. Yeah. Because I still have to, like, You got to keep you know, things under control a Keep bit. things yeah. rolling keep things and rolling. make sure I hit stop and make sure I hit start. And, like, so there's an aspect of still kind of having a guard up when, yeah. I'm, when I'm on the, on the podcast. You know, the live streams are another, like, that, those get a little more drunk because I know I'm not releasing them as episodes they're just live streams do you not release them i do they're on youtube okay cool, cool. but i used to do audio highlights of the live streams that and i realized that was a big mistake because uh. usually we we stream for like four or five hours and then it's like i'm just trying to find like the highlights and then i realize i don't know what a highlight is this is all really funny how long was the highlight package of the 12 hour stream Oh, I don't... 12 hour? I mean, I have... First I of all, don't that. ever do that again. That's insane. 12 I hours? I did 12 that's hours. Fucking ins- and that's did, too much. And then I did 15 hours. So there was two live streams. <laughs> one was like when I first met like Andrew and Travis. We did the 12 hour one. But the 15 hour one was like this past February. And that one, I released the audio in three different parts. So it was like... Oh, so you did like the whole thing, basically. It was like six hours okay. overall. But it was like in three parts. So I was like, mm, not doing that anymore. Going forward, live streams are just their own thing. They're on YouTube. If you want to see it, go on YouTube. I remember years ago, I saw <laughs> um, Picnic Face do a 12-hour live stream. Oh, did they really? Uh, they did like... It was like a 12-hour show, like from beginning to end. Oh, shit. Uh, they were like raising funds for something, I think. Uh, mm. And they just started losing their minds by the end of it. Like it, shit, shit just started falling apart. Sketch it, just started making no sense. <laughs> it is quite. It really tests your resilience. So I can only imagine what twelve hours of fucking drinking would have done. Oh god. Well, I mean, with with those, like, I don't usually start drinking until later. Like, I might have one. Like, I'll kind of just slowly ramp it up towards the nighttime kind of thing. But like, if you start at noon, like, I think I started my stream with a Caesar. And then I just sipped on the Caesar for, like, the first two hours. Yeah, okay, that's good. So I, I paced myself better. That said, like, I would fucking love to do a, a marathon if it was raising money for something like myself. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Hey. <laughs> 
Charity, charity. I'm such a narcissist. I'm like, I'm like, fuck charities. <laughs> wait, wait, narcissist, narcissist, narcissist. There we go. Yeah, fuck yes. We love narcissism on this. What, show. what are we? What are we? Three minutes in, we already got a bell. That's good. That's we good already fucking. got a bell. A big ding. But Ryan, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. It was um, awesome to be here. I'm gonna go back to like the origin of the show, which is we usually start with a. F- this is gonna be interesting. A friendship origin story. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna let you. You said, you said that you are down to talk about whatever. So I'm gonna ask you about how well, did we meet, Ryan? I think we had like met before what you're talking about happened. <laughs> I think we had met like at a show or something like that. But like, yeah, the first real interaction we had was that we uh, matched on Tinder. Tinder. Uh, me and the uh, the girlfriend were uh, conceivably looking for a uh, a friend to hang Until out with. Until as old as time. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, and uh, I. Oh, f- is that what it was? So you were actually looking for a third, like a a threesome, a third, or yeah, or just see what's what? out there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I remember about the interaction yeah. was yeah. you. I don't think you knew what the fuck you were looking for. Well, actually, right like I was thinking that? about this earlier. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember if like me and Mel had just started going out or was just before. Um, but like we were like we had like like hooked up I think by that point right. but we hadn't put any labels or anything on it or something like that but oh okay like, yeah 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 fucking um, cause it was like what like a year ago mm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah we've been together for just over a year so, yeah, actually it around- yeah it would have been all probably almost exactly a year ago yeah cause when I did the 12 hour live stream which was in sept- September I think like it was before that mm. so it was probably in the summer yeah yeah yeah, and at that point, like, we hadn't put any labels on our relationship or anything, right. so, like, you know, like, I, yeah. 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 Yeah, so that, that was pretty funny. Yeah. We had, and I'm we had like, a oh, shit, conversation. this girl's really cool. Like, oh, she's fucking <laughs> awesome. Shit like that. Like, yeah, cool. And to be honest, like, <laughs> it's always, I, I, I get that on Tinder a lot. I it's, fucking not, bet you did. You aren't the only one. No, but when Dude's I say, looking for a third or a polyamorous relationship on Tinder? No fucking way. Or, Seriously. Or dudes that are, that say... <laughs> Like they, that they have a girlfriend, but then they're like, oh, but we're open, but I don't know what the terms of that open. It's like always very wishy-washy. And it's, I'll be honest, for me, red flag. Yes. I don't do well with it because I get attached and that's recipe for disaster for me. Like the best people to roll with a situation like that are just girls that don't care. And yeah. just want to have fun and, and do the casual fun thing. But I've been doing the casual sex thing for seven years. Jesus Christ. So uh, it's uh, it's getting old yeah, yeah. for me. I can imagine. But, but I mean, I think with Tinder... The, and you've the, only had, like, what, like two actual boyfriends? Two. Fuck. But they, how, wait, how long was each one? Um, Well, probably, like, two or three years each. Okay. I mean, that's, like, yeah. Like, my, my longest off. relationship of all time is, like, just under three years. Mm-hmm. So, like, you've got me beat on even, like, the shortest one. Like, well, it would have been, well, yeah, maybe two for the first. Oh, two. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah I, I actually, like, I, it's it's kind of like I'm repressing memories at this point because I don't really remember. Oh, fuck. Got my first boyfriend in grade 12, and then when I went into college, we broke up for a bit and then got back together and then broke up. And then, I think we got, got back together, like, twice. 
So mm. there was like a couple months of breakup, but then we always get back together. Oh, one of those makeup breakup oh, things. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. one of those like high school romances. Like I thought it was, I thought I was gonna marry him, and then he like double cheated on me. Was he your first? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Was he like your first everything? Like was he? Oh, your, yeah, yeah. Oh no, actually, my first kiss was his best friend. Oh, I heard the story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then he introduced you, and then you're like, oh, I like this one better. Yeah. 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 yeah we went for a drive. We went to Shoppers Drug Mart, and then it was like boyfriend girlfriend. Okay. And so like wait with, even, with the friend or with the with, first guy with the with the so my first kiss was his best friend, but with my first boyfriend, we didn't really do the dating thing. Like we literally met at a party. Went for a drive. I guess that was our date. We went for a drive and then decided we were dating. Huh. Like, like that like was mutually it. or like it was mutually. just like, a, okay, cool, cool, cool. So there was an actual conversation of like, yeah. is this a thing? Like, It was it... very like from an emo song. Like, you want to go steady? It, it, it took me and Mel way too long for that. And yeah. Like, yeah. We were very uh, un, uh, uh, like labeled Unlabeled. for a while. You know what I mean? Like we knew we were seeing each other and like we, like we dug each other. But like that was like all the labels we had on it for the first do you months. like that or I was really both of us were in a situation where like we didn't want to be not that we didn't want to be in a relationship but we'd both come out of pretty long term serious relationships with shitty breakups both of us so mm-hmm. like neither of us were looking for a relationship when we found each other right shit just Fell that, the place. That's now an only yeah. Oh yeah, now I'm now I'm too far away from the Well, microphone. it's not so much the far away, it's the directional. Yeah, it just has to be like Boom. It, it just kinda has to be straight on. There yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, yeah, no, I I, I get that. I, I get it, but I also don't because I'm like, I feel like there's some dynamics where you're pretty much just your boyfriend, girlfriend, just fucking put the label on it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it becomes different when you're coming out of a shitty relationship, and especially when both of you yeah. Are coming out of a shitty relationship and you're both fucking weary yeah, of, of shit. You know what I mean? It wasn't a matter of we didn't like each other. We didn't gel or, or connect or something like that. It was just that we were both real weary. And we yeah. both had very good reasons to be. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. We were both coming out of like long-term live-in relationships. Uh, she had a kid with oh, the right. other guy. You know what I mean? Like I, she tough. was the, lo- the, the one that I had just broken up with was my longest-term relationship that I'd ever been with. And you lived with the person? Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. how long did you live together out of curiosity? <laughs> so uh, we did our relationship <laughs> completely backwards. Uh-oh. Uh, moved we, in right away? Uh, we were friends and then moved in together and then started uh, sleeping together and then like... As you do. Yeah. And then... Yeah, because uh, how yeah. would that ever... How would that ever... That? could go wrong in that situation. Yeah, right? I, I feel like like male female friends moving in together. Yeah. That, it's just gonna happen. And it's not like I was in the exact same situation a few years before this situation fucking happened. Oh wait, I totally fucking was, and I didn't learn anything from it. And then it happened again. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. And the other one that. was the word. Like I was super young when that one happened. I was like in my early twenties, and uh, when we broke up, we still lived together, and we couldn't afford to move out of the place we were living <sighs> in. So we broke up, and we lived You're together trapped. for like. Six fucking months after we broke up. And it was fucking brutal. I don't know how anyone does that. Like, why wouldn't... You're young and dumb and you don't have a lot of money. And, so you you, were know. you sleeping in the same bed? Uh, Well, so, okay. So, again, with her, uh, we were roommates. Okay, so you had separate bedrooms. Yes. Okay, uh, that's good. Which is fucking perfect. And, like, even in this situation with me and Mel, there is a spare room in the house. You know what I mean? So, mm. it's like, that's so fucking perfect for a live-in relationship. Because if you guys get into a fight, you need to have... Your own space to fuck. First of all, I, I think that if you're in a living relationship, you need to have your own space, period. Period. It shouldn't be one of these fucking houses where, like, one person... I know so many fucking couples, living couples, where, like, not even always just the girl. Sometimes it's the guy. Stereotypically, it's the girl. Just decorates everything. You know what I mean? The guy gets his man cave, and then the rest of the girl... It's, it's, her it's house. like, it's usually 80% one female. Exa- or, 
or just eighty percent one of the partners. Right, right, you right. You know what I mean? I think oh, that yeah. you need both of you need your say, your space. Ooh, in your yeah. own house. I actually think the ideal situation, honestly, and this could just be from being single for so long and getting used to having my own space, living down the hall from each other. Mm. That would be the best situation. Never let's had say, that one. No, but let's say like ideal world, like both of us are financially stable enough to afford a one bedroom each. How fucking bitching would that be to be dating someone in the same complex as you? You could go your separate ways when you need a night off. You have your own space. You could spend the mm. night here and there. But like how fucking awesome would that be? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's I, I, I don't, I a good way to go. I remember it was you and Sonny or you and Robbie that was talking about. I can't remember who it was, but one of you, you were talking about uh, a compound. Yes. Like, see, like. Yes, an apartment complex yes, where, with all my yes, friends. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think I, you guys were talking about, like, if you got rich. Yeah. What you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, yeah. That's boom. 100% yeah, 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 what I would yeah, do yeah, if, yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I had the money. Like, I would build an amazing apartment complex with everyone having, like, their own space. But we would all be on the same roof. And, like, no one would have to cab anywhere. Like, we'd all just party. Do you know Doug Stanhope? You ever heard of the comedian Doug Stanhope? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's got his own compound in Bisbee, Arizona, where it's, like, fucking that's where he lives. That's his podcast. His friends come and crash. See, that's what I would want. That's why 100% what I would do. Mm -hmm. Other than travel. I would travel first, probably, but... Yeah, it, it, until you get to a situation where it's like fucking all your friends come to you and be like, hey, uh, one of the friends uh, isn't fitting in the compound, and now you got to be the one to fucking be like, hey. <laughs> I don't remember which comedian it was that I heard an interview with, and they were talking about how the ideal marriage would be buying a house for your wife. Like, like, like separate homes. Oh, being married, yeah, 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 yeah. separate homes. Yeah, or just having multiple homes. You know? oh, that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Not necessarily yours or hers, but just having a lot of property. Would be I got a nice thing. condo downtown. Yeah. I got a house out in the country. I got a cottage <laughs> out by the lake. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be fucking oh. nice? Do you know what you would do if you won the lottery? Um, what kind of a win are we talking about here? Like, because uh, there's like a million dollar win where it's just like, yeah, I just live. I let's just say pay off my debt and like ten fucking... million dollars. That's a ten lot million of, dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um. I'd probably, like, uh, uh, do, like, the super Jewy thing and find, like, somebody to invest, like, a whole bunch of it super wisely. That's and smart, then, like, though. Yeah, right? It's just, yeah, it's the yeah. song of my people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh-huh. Um, and then, like, yeah, like, there's a bunch of projects I'd want to do. Like, perfect example. Uh, this summer, I'm going to be uh, touring for the first Ooh, time across Canada. Oh, yay! Uh, not touring for the first time, touring across Canada. The whole, all Canada for the first time. How long are you going to be away? Uh, a month. I'm going to do four provinces in four weeks. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be the longest I've been on the road for. Uh, I'm super stoked about it. Um, fuck, I totally lost my train of thought here. What were we talking about? Uh, oh, a lottery winner. Lottery, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lottery yeah, yeah. winner. So, like, um, I'm I'm a feature act. I'm not a headliner yet. Um, and so, yuck, Self-awareness. Yuck. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> I, uh, um... <laughs> Yucks, like, Yucks is going to uh, uh, put me up in places and stuff like that, but they're not going to pay my travel. Right. So, like, shit like that. Like, right. Like, I would, I, I, I would uh, quit my job and start traveling and doing comedy and getting really good at it. Because, like, I'm, I'm in the mindset right now is, like, the only way I'm going to ever be con- – like, I don't consider myself, like it's, – it, it's even still – I've only been doing comedy for about seven years now. And it's still weird calling myself a comic. You know, I just I just find it weird because I have so much fucking respect for so pro comics. This is and something that comes up all the time in the show is calling yourself a comic. Mm. And what I, I mean, I've gotten pretty all right with calling myself a comic, but calling myself a pro. I, I, it's, yeah, so can I, I ask I'm a question that I've that, never yeah. asked yet on this Please. podcast? What's the difference between a comic and a comedian? 
I don't think there is anything. I think that's like saying what's the difference between a cop and a policeman. Okay. So Some it's, people it's might give same. you a different answer. To me, to me personally, I think because I've I've I, like I've heard of people getting super fucking offended at saying comic. Like I, a comics getting offended by that. Yeah. Like, not offended, but being like, no, nah, we're not comics. We're comedians. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like I, I just I, don't I care. just I always wonder that when I when I say when I'm like talking about a guest and I say he's a I always go to comedian for some reason. Yeah. Um, but when I'm referring to you guys like in but tribes, like I mean like I you know the comics. fat Jew, yeah yeah like, the fucking fat Jew considers himself a, com- a comedian. You know oh, that's I mean? he's no yeah God no <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I mean it's just, I just I think the fuck it's a it's a it's a it's a term that you can use. It, it's just a term. You know what I mean? I don't think to me personally there's no connotation that comes along with it. Interesting. It's just like do I have I do I get paid for comedy? Yeah. Okay, well, what's wrong with calling me a comic or a comedian? I don't care either. Right. It's the pro part that I have a problem with, you know what I mean? Because there's yeah. comics in the city that would call me a pro, and I'm like, no. Like, I yeah. I do not make my living at comedy. I, right. I get paid for it uh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it sometimes. would be great if it was more, but, you know. Well, whatever, maybe that's like, when, it, when it goes to the next level, like when you are getting paid consistently yeah. to do it, and then you can quit your you can quit your job. And yeah. Just do. Like, I think that that would be the thing, right? Yeah, exactly. It, to me, it's a matter of, like, the time that I've put into it. Like, I've... I've been doing comedy nearly seven years. I don't think I have seven years of experience. Right. You know what I mean? Like That's I, also yeah. very self-aware. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, but, but, but you're right. And, and, but there's reasons why, right? Yeah. So can we get into that? So Please. you, you work an interesting job. I do. I do. Interesting <laughs> is one way to put it. Uh, a challenging. Uh, soul crushing. Yeah. But I mean, I'm a comedian. So I mean, like, like you know, we're pretty used to crushing, having our souls crushed. So, you know. Oh man! But I've been doing this a lot longer than I've, not a lot longer. But I've been I've been at the hospital now. I'm a porter. For those of you who don't know, uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, the way I yeah, describe a that? porter at a hospital is like if you ever watched like uh, like House or ER, any of those medical shows. Uh, if you see people like in the background of scenes that like don't get lines and they're moving shit around or, oh, or pushing yes. patients around and shit, that's us. That's that's, that's what, what we do, do, baby. That's you're, us. You're behind the scenes. You're we're the ones that like were. Completely invisible unless we're not where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. And then everybody knows we're not there. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, if we're there, like, it's the kind of job where, like, if nobody says anything to you, you're doing a good job. Now, right. Um, so, with that, uh, I see everything that happens in a hospital. Like, everything on every level. Everything. Yeah. That's uh, insane. Like, I, I, so, basically, my job description is, like, I, I transport patients. Uh, I deliver specimens, equipment, uh, blood, all kinds of shit. Uh, I take bodies to the morgue. Uh, yeah. No big deal. No, no, no. Totally chill. I had somebody ask me that totally and I, and I really fucked with my head. He goes, uh, how many <laughs> dead bodies have you seen? And I go, Jesus Christ. Like I had, like it what? took me aback. Like it, like a lot. If you told me it was a thousand, I'd be like, it may be more. Damn. Like, but you, you told me the other night, so you're not actually seeing, you not always seeing the bodies. I you're, have, but you're no. You're seeing them, like, No. So, so basically, things. like, um, I don't know how, like, I could probably tell you this. Uh, uh, te- if you're at a hospital. I love you, moments like this. Yeah. Where like, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, I'm just thinking, like, I don't if, know where to go there. if Capital Health hears me say, no, 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 it should be fine. If Capital um, Health is listening to Intoxicated, we can then call them out on the <laughs> Oh, please, let's call Capital Health out on a lot of things. <laughs> Necessarily Capital Health's fault. It's the government who right. works with Capital Health. But right. like, let's more call the government anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was? What were, what were oh yeah, doing? yeah. The the uh, the dead bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, so how it works is that like they'll call a ten nineteen and what a ten night. So I work mostly night shifts. Um, 
during the day shifts, you'll get a cell phone and we have a dispatcher that will like, like if a floor needs you to do something, they'll dispatch a call to your phone and you'll go to the floor and do whatever it is. At yeah. nighttime, you're the only, I'm, like, I'm the only one there in the entire hospital. It is me. I run the hospital. Damn. So I'll get a pager and the floors will contact me directly. And so they'll call the dead body thing. They'll call me and they'll say we have a ten nineteen. That's the code. If you're at a hospital and you hear ten nineteen, you know that. You know what that is. I love. Uh, <laughs> I have a, like all the codes and now stuff. You know. Fascinating. You know. uh, the codes themselves, uh, you can find it. Like there's a color chart of all the codes, like the missing patient and the hazardous. Like you can probably find that online. Is there like code red, code black? Huh? What's co- is code black bomb? Um, or did I just learn that from you know Grey's Anatomy? Hold on a second. <laughs> I think I learned that from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> exactly. What the co- Oh, I don't have my code card with me. I thought I had my color code with me. Code card. Yeah. But no, there's like a, a code red is fire. Uh, I don't think there's a code black. Uh, oh, wait, no, there is. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Let's but, look uh, it yeah, up. please look it up because I'm fucking spacing right now and I've been working with her 10 years. You'd think I'd know this shit by now. Code black. Uh, Hospital. Is? No, it's called blue. Cold black typically means there's a bomb threat. That's right. I bomb knew threat, it. Bomb threat. Bomb threat. Bomb threat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say cold blue. That's a uh, heart. Uh, 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 cardiac arrest. That's a cold blue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, they'll call it 1019. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll get to the floor with security because uh, security has access to the morgue. We don't have access to the morgue. Um, so, what will happen is the body, the nurses are supposed to wrap the body in like a body bag. It's mm. like a white body bag thing. So, mm. like, you don't really, you can see features and the outlines but you don't really see the body it's, it's right. in a bag um, but I mean it's like you know what I mean like it's it's, uh, it's a dead body and it's lying there and you know, it's just no mistake in it like you, you know what it is uh, and like we'll come in there's a special morgue stretcher it's just a plain black st- uh, stretcher with a shroud over it oh, uh, and we'll get there uh, when I say shroud I mean like it's just a black tarp thing mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so someone like 90% of people probably see us walking through the hallway and know what it is but Technically, it's supposed to cover it up and shit right. like that. So, you don't, yeah. So, um, we'll get there and then we'll uh, go to the morgue and uh, doing 1019s at the Halifax Infirmary. I, so, I also I work at all the hospitals in the HRM. Like, I work at the Dartmouth General, I work at the Victoria General, and I work at the uh, Halifax Infirmary. The Infirmary, 1019s aren't a big deal. And same with the Dartmouth General because the morgue is like right there. Right. Like, the VG, which is uh, the shittiest hospital <laughs> I've ever been in in my entire fucking life and it's a sin that's where the palliative care unit fucking mm. people go to die there and the conditions they have to die in is just absolutely I've heard fucking bad deplorable things. Yeah, um, bad, it's, bad it's, things so, that's the heartbreaking shit people oh. ask me like is it really hard to see dead bodies dead bodies aren't as hard to see as people who are suffering dead bodies dead right. that guy's not suffering anymore right. you know what I mean he's gone uh, somebody who's suffering that fucks me up a lot. More. That would yeah. holy shit, and especially because like I've had friends that have I've I've uh, that have died that I've seen oh, shit. have to deal with palliative care there. Uh, um, like a guy like recently in the last couple of years, a guy that we worked with in Porter Services. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking R.I.P. Gary. Uh, oh, Gary, I, I'd pour one out on your floor for Gary if I well, could. Cheers yeah, for please, Gary. let's cheers for Gary. Uh, Fucking, they don't make him like this guy anymore. He was like fucking, uh, like, 66, 67. Mm. I had been in Porter's for decades and decades and decades. Uh, ever since the old infirmary, which was demolished, like, 15 years ago. Like, yeah. Um, just fucking, just a, a killer worker. Just busted his ass all the time. Way more than, like, the young kids and shit like that. Like, just putting them all to shame. Uh, and when I say they don't build him like that, I mean, like, he didn't go to the doctor for 40 years. 
Uh, and then he started getting sick, and uh, he went to the doctor, and they're like, yeah, so when's the last time you got a checkup? And he goes, oh, not that long ago, about, like, you know, 1976, something like that. Dear God. Yeah, and then he turned out he had How fucking... often should you be getting checkups? I mean, that, I'm a bad person to ask this question, because I'm a fucking hypochondriac. I'm a neurotic Jew. So, like, oh. and working at the hospital has do, not helped that. Do, do you go in for checkups a lot, or checkups? Not as much as I want to. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm always like, oh, what the fuck is this? I know, no, but I am too. But I don't have a and family doctor. Hospital, I see the worst case scenario play out every day. You would think that working in that environment all the time would like desensitize you to that shit. With me, it's the exact opposite. It's really? made me way more of a, but a hypochondriac. Does it kind of? Years. <laughs> Mine. Um, does it? Ha- were you desensitized to the dead bodies though? Because obviously, like I said, the dead bodies isn't isn't the it top doesn't. One. But you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll give you. A, <laughs> um, I remember uh, I got called to a code blue. We were just looking that up, code blue. Yeah. So basically, when um, we get called to code blues, we just stand there. Yeah. Well, the code blue is like, well, they're giving the guy CPR or they're giving him the paddles or doing whatever they're doing with them to try to get him back to life. Yeah. We will stand there in case they need us to run bloods for them or get stuff for them or whatever. Um, so I was I was there, and then I looked behind me and I saw that there was a, a nurse that I knew, and I was just I I literally I was, I'm looking at the the code blue happening. And I'm just looking around, and I look behind me, and I see that there's a nurse. I'm like, oh, oh, hey, how's it going? And I turn around, and Buddy's got his, like, ribs spread. <laughs> They've got ah. his ribs spread, and they're doing internal heart massage. And I'm like, ah! I think this guy was still alive? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, he made it. He made it. Holy shit. See, this is why it shouldn't. I shouldn't be a hypochondriac working at the hospital because the amount of shit that I've seen people survive <laughs> and the way – the shitty way people treat their goddamn fucking bodies and they still survive and they're fucking right. – like, I shouldn't be worried. I should be like, oh, man, like no matter what happens to me, this medical system will probably fucking help me. But you never know is the thing. Oh, you never know. You never know. We just had a 23-year-old fucking – they called it sudden death syndrome. That's AKA, they just don't know why he just dropped dead. 20 year old, dropped dead. I've heard that yeah. freaks me the fuck out. That's How, the kind of shit that keeps me I, up I kind night. of refuse I don't, to believe that it was nothing. Yeah. I, How see, is that I, possible? I don't fear death at all. I fear dying young. And when I say young, I mean like before 80. Like, I, I, I read recently, the average age of Canadians, the average, oh not age, the average uh, life expectancy is 81. The average. Really? The huh. average. And okay. to me, like, as much as I want to live to be fucking 100 and whatever, uh, people are living way too long. Yeah. And uh, it's becoming a so real problem. <laughs> you said you're not scared of death, though? I'm not scared of death. I'm scared of dying young. Like, before, yeah. when I said young, I mean, like, before 80. Like, like I'm, I'm, right. I, like I don't want to die before I've had enough fun. <laughs> when, when are we supposed to know, though, is the thing? Yeah. Um, I'm listening, uh, and we might talk about wrestling later, but I'm listening to this podcast series right now. Uh, called the Laps Fan, and they're doing this podcast series about uh, the Von Erichs, who are a wrestling family in the '80s, who had five sons, and four out of the five, or no, no, I think it might have been six sons, and five out of the six uh, died, and like, like died, like one of them overdose, uh, and like three of them killed themselves, Fuck. and one of them was like, uh, uh, they said it was a, a stomach problem, but really he killed himself, and it's like <laughs> the father who ran the promotion afterwards, he was like, you know. Uh, boy he was only 25 but he lived the life of a 75 year old you know and it's Mm. like i think that's insane to say about your 25 year old kid that just died however maybe in some cases that's true you know what i mean like you look at fucking how old was tupac when he died 
Look at the shit that he fucking accomplished when he died. Like, just the work. The amount of fucking work that that guy did. It's yeah. like, I don't even necessarily that mean, know if that means he lived, a, like, a long life in those years. But it's like, there's people that will can live a long life in a short period of time. Right. You know what I mean? And, and not necessarily be oh, no, that's burning true. out. That's 100% true. You know, like, there's the Kurt Cobain thing of, like, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Well, he quoted Neil Young in his suicide note, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, you can definitely, like, fucking burn out, like, do everything that you've ever fucking imagined and then some in a very short period of time. I just feel like once you start accomplishing things, like, you'll just keep wanting to accomplish more. So, so like, not only... So, when are we ever gonna, <laughs> when are we ever gonna be happy? And, and I just feel like... I, 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 I don't know what it is, but I do know that, like, I personally want to come... I want to better understand death and mm-hmm. I want to be better at it because I'm absolutely terrified of it. And it's almost to the point, like it's, it fills me with anxiety. Mm. Like I will think about it to an extreme degree. I, uh, it wasn't a near death experience, but I, uh, I had like a panic attack actually. Uh, oh yeah. There we go. First burp of the night. Uh, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, almost refill time. We didn't but, uh, talk about what we're drinking. Mm. Ryan Ginger. This is very important. Ryan Ginger. Uh, quick, quick tangent um, town to the drinking thing. <coughs> is Ryan Ginger your your go to right now? Lately, uh, Lately. I, I, I'm like I've always been a whiskey guy. Like mm. when I was a kid, I was like I just love Jack Daniels. Love mm. the Jack. Love Ooh. the Jack. Uh, it was more so just because like fucking like everybody that I loved when I was a kid like drank Jack Daniels. Like it was like the fucking rock star drink. You know what I, I don't mean? Think like, I've never had Jack Daniels on the podcast yet. Yeah, fucking like you can't really see like a fucking rock biography pre-1980 and not see somebody <laughs> with a bottle of Jack in their hand. So it was just like, yeah, I'm going to be that too. I'm going to fucking true. have that too. Uh, and then I realized, oh yeah, not all whiskey fucking makes my fucking stomach feel like it's going to explode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm getting used to whiskey. Like I'm, I'm, it's a, it's a weird relationship, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Like it's oh, oh, see, slow burn. There's an old Dennis Leary bit that he probably stole from somebody. But anyway, there's an old Dennis Leary bit that fucking he talks about the whiskey face, like the old man whiskey face. Like that shit never goes away. And it's true. Like it, there's whiskey <laughs> that like fucks you up less like, like stomach pain wise. Right. But like you do a shot of whiskey. Like it doesn't matter what the fuck it is. You're making that whiskey face. And if you don't like you're, there's, you're, you're like doing a fucking it wrong. Killer or something. Yeah. Serial yeah. killer. Yeah. Something fucking wrong with you. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. But what was your panic attack about? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. also, I'm drinking vodka. I'm drinking Blue Lobster vodka. Blue Lobster. Shout out to Blue Lobster. Thank you for supplying <laughs> us with some vodka sodas, which I'm enjoying <laughs> You need to do right a Sunny Dolly Wall shout out right there to <laughs> oh Blue Lobster. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. It was just a fucking panic attack. Like, I'd never had one before, and I didn't yeah. recognize it, so I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh, it's like, so I, uh, scary, It was when, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I used to live in the building right next to Sarah. Uh Woo. And, we won't uh, say where it is. No, 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 no. no, no. That, that, that's that's all. That's as vague as we're gonna get. Uh, there is a building. She lives in it, and I lived in it one next door. Uh, <laughs> and um, so I got home from work one morning, and uh, I wasn't even fucking that high. Like I usually yeah. get baked before. So yeah, uh, like I said earlier, the majority of my shifts are night shifts. Uh, I come home, and it's a beautiful fucking day out, and I'm sitting on my couch, and all of a sudden I just start getting short of breath. I right. start fucking sweating. Uh, so I like I was I had a blanket around me. I took the blanket off. And I started shivering, and then I put the blanket back on. Started sweating. My chest was like getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And like I said, like it, it was all the telltale signs of a just a panic attack. I had, I I wasn't particularly nervous. I wasn't right. particularly anxious at the time, but like was like convinced that I was gonna die. Oh God, yeah. Because um, yeah, I, I started get, I started getting nauseous, but like couldn't throw up. 
Yeah. And like my my arm was going numb, but like I didn't know if it was the right eye. Like oh, I didn't God. know. What it was. I was and, and then I'm starting to think in my head like, oh, what, how much of this is actual symptoms and how much of this am I psychosomatically giving to myself? Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, you're such an overthinker. Oh. oh, you must drive yourself crazy. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um It's a, such a vicious cycle though. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Experiencing so, yeah. it is scary enough and then analyzing it. And I never had something like that before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I, like, like I said, like being, having a panic attack come out of, I don't know, fucking panic. Uh, that's right. one thing. This was just like sitting on my couch fucking watching TV after work and then all of a sudden fucking like, what is How long this? did it last? Hours. Yeah. Like almost. And eventually I like fell asleep slash passed out. Like, yeah. And then woke up the next morning and I was sick for like a couple of days afterwards. And like I was like, I thought, like I said, it might have been heart issues and stuff like that. Uh, went to my doctor. My doctor. <laughs> this is a funny story. My doctor wasn't in, so I was just like, I don't care. Just like I just need to see somebody because I need to get yeah. blood work done. I need to tell him what happened and just yeah. like so I can get blood work or whatever I need from the. To me, in this city, oh. family fucking doctors are just go betweens. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, this could even, be like the medical I, fucking system podcast right here. Like, I don't we can even just talk have about the fucking. One. So, like... That, 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 you have no idea how much that fucking bothers me that people don't have fucking doctors. Family doctors. City. Yeah, it's and, insane. Like, this, like, we're not some fucking, you know, five, six million person city. That's true. Like, there should not be the kind of doctor shortage that we have in this fucking town. But unfortunately, we got a fucking bunch of liberals who aren't fucking liberals. They're just mm-hmm. fucking conservatives who are cool with gay marriage and abortion. Let's fucking make that fucking clear. Mm-hmm. And uh, they look at fixing the medical system as a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so they won't fucking put any money in it. So anyway, so getting back to the story. So yeah. I go to my doctor, uh, not my doctor, the, another doctor in my doctor's office. So uh, uh, I described to him what had happened to me and I start telling him about my lifestyle. I'm like, I was a smoker at the time. Um, I was a smoker uh, and I told him I was like, uh, I drink every now and then uh, and I smoke weed and, uh, and right as I said smoke weed, he was, <sighs> oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just Fuck. like, no, no, no. I said weed, not not fucking heroin. Like, no, I, I, <laughs> Calm I said, down. Yeah, I yeah, said yeah. weed, right? Jesus. And he's just like, oh, uh, uh, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> oh, well, it was an older guy, I bet. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's a fucking doctor. Like, I'm sure, like, if I needed, like, some fucking uh, 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 prescription drug that he's getting kickbacks for prescribing, I'm sure he would have no oh. problem fucking. But oh, yeah. With him, it, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it was just the fucking fact that it's an illegal drug. You shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? I wonder if, if they would react differently now. Like now no, not this guy. Now not that this it's guy. legal, no. No, not this no. guy. This guy probably sees it legal. Oh, these fucking kids. Uh, <laughs> and they're dope. Yeah. So anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Slang and they're dope, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I said, like, no, no, no. no. I, just, I just smoke weed. Yeah, you sh- shouldn't be doing that. And I'm like, like, you're a doctor. Like, this is only, like, like yeah. six, seven years ago. Yeah. Like, like, you're a doctor. Like, you, you don't you guys, like, some of you guys prescribe weed? Without skipping a beat, he looks at me and goes, some doctors commit murder. So I was like right there. I'm like, I know what kind of guy this fucking dude is, right? So I'm like, okay, whatever, man. Just fucking, this is what happened to me. Just get, let me get blood work, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So like a couple weeks later, I go to my actual doctor for follow-up. Same exact spiel. I tell him exactly what happened to me, my symptoms, and stuff like that. I go with the weed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, next. Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. smoke weed. Yeah, tell me something se- like that I need yeah. to know. Like, yeah, it didn't yeah. phase he's like, him at all. do you smoke 50 grams a day? No? Okay, next, <laughs> next, 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 yeah. next. Yeah, this other guy's just like fucking, no, some doctors commit murder. That's insane. Fuck I you. went to a walk-in clinic um, to, oh, I don't remember what it was for. Oh, was it the period stuff? 
Maybe. I'm so, but, I've never been so happy to hear that somebody got their period, by the way, as when I hear that Sarah <laughs> got her fucking period. I well, was legit worried when I listened to the Kathleen st- fucking podcast. I still don't know if it was a period, though. Like, it. Did blood come out? Like, was it after sex? It was during sex, but. Ooh. Did it last a few days? It wasn't, like, this is, like, getting really TMI. But, like, what it, is was this <laughs> it was Claudia. It was Claudia, is what I'll say. Not, like, when you have a period, it's like. Yeah, but I mean, do you think it was Claudia because you haven't had a period in so yeah. long? Yeah, okay, so that's, like, it might just be. So I don't know if it was a real period, is what I'm saying. It might have just been leftover gunk in there. So you haven't been to the doctor since. No, I don't know what a doctor is. But you know, there's free clinics, though. There's walk-ins. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I guess in my mind, I'm just like, I'll just wait another month and see what happens. It was three months! <laughs> it was three months! I know. Oh, look at all that red. I apologize. No, I... I, I it, it, to be honest, to be honest, because right now I'm... And I was talking about the, the peaking of the mic there. And oh. I said, <laughs> just for the people that are fucking listening and just saw me fucking... I didn't hear did, it all over this chair all of a sudden. But, like, in all honesty, because I don't have a family doctor... Like, I, I might have a broken toe right now, and I'm also avoiding... Oh, yeah, yeah, you were telling me about that on the way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the, I just need to do, like, walk-in clinics. I'm like, by the time I'm off work and I go, they're usually full. I can't usually go before work because I'm just a piece of shit who doesn't get up early. Um, full honesty. Self-awareness. Oh, um, So it's just, like, it's a lot of my time for something that I know might not be anything. Because, remember, too, like, I went on antibiotics a while ago. So I do think that that fucked up my period. And some How long were you on them for, though? A month. Yeah, yeah. That shouldn't fuck up your period for three months. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm waiting another month, and I'm just going to see what happens. And if another month goes by, then I'm going to get worse. Were you on the antibiotics and then, like, didn't get your next scheduled period? Or, like, was this in the middle of yeah, you it, not getting your period? it was pretty much... I, I The antibiotics, like, triggered it, I think. Okay. So... Please go to a free clinic. Yeah. Just, just tell them. Just yeah. tell some semblance of a medical professional what happened to you. And just, like... Just give me your opinion, you know what no, I mean? No, you're, like... you're, you're probably right. <laughs> Ryan Freed is all for women's reproductive right Ryan Freed comfortable with periods (laughs) there's the title there we go (laughs) oh shit you need another drink I do I do let's do this and I'm gonna leave this rolling but I'm gonna pee really quick um, we were talking. Oh yeah, we were talking about going to the doctor when something's wrong. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, I for me, time is my currency. But like so you were with saying walking earlier, clinics, like it's a lot of my time to go and wait three hours. And you were saying earlier, like going in the morning, like I, I working nights. Like when I get off Ooh, work in the yeah. morning, I don't want to do shit. See what I mean? Yeah. I no. Work. I don't want to do shit. I'm so fucking tired. Because people, I just want to get stoned and go to bed. People like, automatically go to. We'll just get up early and go before work. And it's like no, yeah. no. And even but even that, like, <laughs> no, fucking, like I'm not I don't like it's it's tough enough for me to get up and go to shows before I go to work but like to go to fucking like having to do serious shit like a doctor's appointment or something like that it's just like yeah like I don't like to like you have no motivation it doesn't matter if it's in the evening or the morning like my more like the first part of my day like I don't want to fucking do anything the last no. part of my day I equally don't want to do anything you know so what is your typical night shift so you would start at 11 at night till 7 a.m. 11 to 7 yeah and so okay did you do any adjusting? Like, when you started that job and that shift, So did um, you do any adjusting to get yourself used to that? Or I'd always done night shifts sporadically uh, okay. when I started working there. 
That's almost worse, though, I would think. Sporadically would be, yeah, yeah. I feel like would be worse. Oh, yeah. No, for absolutely. 100%. Uh, yeah. Especially because my bosses just were, like, relentless and would put me in, like, a fucking night shift and then 24 hours later have me in at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's fucking... And the biggest thing about cuntish. having shit... Uh, the, big, the biggest thing about having night shifts is that when you have two days off... Like, if you get off at 7 o'clock in the morning on Monday, uh-huh. like, you don't have that whole day. You know, you got to sleep at some point, right? right? So, if, like, if I, if I, like, if you have a nine to five job, if you get off work at five o'clock at night, you're not going to bed by six. No. You know what I mean? So no, like, hell no. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I, and I never go to bed as soon as and I get off work. And thank you for saying that, because I think that that's something that a lot of people who are standard nine to five people don't get. Yeah, yeah. You, you tell they them. They don't they, get they, that. Like, oh, you work nights, just do your shit in the morning. It's just like, or, 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 or just go to bed when you get home from work. Just go to bed in the morning. It's like, Motherfucker, do you go to bed at fucking six thirty at night? Like, no, you don't. Right? And just because my six thirty at night, just because my six thirty at night is fucking ten o'clock in the morning, it's still my six thirty at night. You know you, what I mean? You come home like like let's say someone works a nine to five, they get off at five. They normally go to bed at ten or eleven. Normally, I would say. Most at people. least at, at, at the earliest, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I know a lot people. of people who do go to bed at ten. Yeah. That's so fucking oh, early my, in my mind. Even, ten, I'm just ramping even up. when I had a nine to five job years and years and years and years ago. Like I, I wouldn't go to bed at ten. Like I. Yeah. So that's fucking wild. So if you get off at at seven a.m., I'm lucky if I get to bed before noon. That makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's if I get to bed before noon, I'm like, this is I'm, I'll be productive when I wake up. So is that fucking weird? Like walking home from work and like people are just starting their day. Like, part people, of me loves people, it. people are going me, to work. That part of me <laughs> fucking loves it. Like I get off in the morning and like it's seven a.m. and I just see this fucking army of just shitty fucking face <laughs> people coming in. Just oh, another day. And I'm like, I'm gonna go home and watch cartoons and get high. Like, you guys got a whole fucking day to worry. Like I, I can lay in the sun if I want to. You know, even though this oh, is Halifax and there's very rarely any son but you know whatever fuck that's wild <laughs> yeah it would just be weird to me like with you like like be like oh you want to grab brunch with your like hungover friends which like, would be dinner for me yeah. dinner yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is just so absolutely wild i live a completely opposite lifestyle as everybody else you know like it's, it's it's and then you're kind of on certain days of the week trying to kind of adjust back to be kind of around everyone so else's now schedule. i am so 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 uh yeah like I, 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 we, we, we were drinking on the weekend. Uh, she actually met my sister. Uh, I did. What did you think about Talia? I did. I liked yeah. her a lot. She's cool. <laughs> I want to talk to her more, but uh, yeah. uh, I'd yes. <laughs> oh, man. I'd, uh, if you had the free kids on this podcast, that'd be a fucking... Uh, Oh, know. yeah? I don't, I don't even know if that would be good, actually. That might, that might get real <laughs> fucking speak, messy. Don't speak so soon. As soon as you, people start throwing out ideas, I might take you up on them. <laughs> um, fuck, I was just about to say something. Fuck. So, yeah. yeah uh, this weekend. is why I'm a feature and not a headliner. Aww. Because fucking I, I lose also, my train of thought so fucking easily. Just blame not, it on the night shift. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, um, no, no. So that's what I was going to say. So, like, I divide doing comedy up yeah. from, like... Like, I, my first few years of doing comedy, I wasn't doing full-time nights. Uh, about three years into comedy, I started doing nights full-time. Before that, uh, I would uh, do nights on the weekend and pick up whatever shifts I could during the week. Right. Which was brutal. Uh, the nights, full-time nights, so when I say full-time nights, it was like, my fir- the first day of my week would be Sunday night. Uh-huh. So I'd go in Sunday night, that'd be my Monday. Uh-huh. Right? Because, like, you go in at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Right. Leads into Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Thursday. And um, it was cool because I could do shows, 
Like, uh, like I said, it, it, it's really fucking hard for me to do a show first thing in the morning, which is my morning. <laughs> like, I'll wake up yeah. on a show day, and then I'm, I'm right back to this now. So I, I your would wake morning, up, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd wake up on a show day at like five, six o'clock. Wow. So like, and that's early for me to wake up. So a comedy show would be your version of me going to the doctor before work. No, a comedy show for me would be like you recording a podcast two hours oh, after you Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not even so much an errand. It's, it's, it's I'm not energy, fresh first work, thing in the morning. It's, Who the fuck is fresh oh in the God. first two hours? I hate those people. Two hours of the day, you've got energy? <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. you no. I don't usually, have energy. All these assholes I see at these shows, these other fucking comics. Fuck all the other comics. Fucking all these energy. This is the end of your day. You've had all day to think about this shit. Right? That's my breakfast. Uh. If I eat shit on the stage tonight, that shit is my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> Um, yeah, I usually tell people, like, if they message me before 11 a.m., I'm like, that's cute. Yeah. You guys are cute that you think I'm going to respond. <laughs> so I, I did might that... get it, but I won't respond. <laughs> <laughs> I, even if I do get it, I might not respond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I hate that stupid fucking scene thing. Oh, oh just turn it off. You yeah, just turn right? it off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't care enough. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, uh, about three years into doing comedy, I started doing full-time nights. Fuck me up. Yeah. Uh, but I could do shows at night because most shows end by 10. Right. And I can get to work by 11, you know, no yeah. matter. Even if it's like a fucking gig in like uh, uh, the valley. Like as long as it's an hour drive away, it doesn't matter. I can get right. to work on time. Um, right. So I was a zombie, but I could do open mics during the week and I had my weekends free to do gigs. Perfect. Yeah. So a couple years ago, because I work at a hospital and I'm in a lovely, lovely union, uh, someone with more seniority decided to whoop, take my job. Uh, Just, no, I want that. Yeah. That's well, fine well now. my asshole boss has decided to put it up, uh, even though I'd been doing it full time for three and a half years. Shit. And if I had been doing it for another few months, I would have been grandfathered into the position and gotten oh. all the fucking full time benefit, all the full time fucking vacation time, all this stuff like that. No, they fucking put my job up without telling me. Uh. Without telling me. Uh. <laughs> Uh, had to find it out from a fucking coworker. I I called my boss up and I'm like, hey man, like what have I I heard my job is up. Like why wouldn't you tell me? There's a long pause in the other line. He goes, well we were gonna tell you. Oh god. So if I had if, if the coworker hadn't told me, I wouldn't have known, and I wouldn't even Jeez. had a job a, a chance to. A, so I had to apply for the job that I had been doing full time for three and a half years. That's and lost it wild. to a dude who had never done it once. That is wild. That uh, is. Jesus Christ. The good thing about a union is that you basically have to fucking murder somebody to get fired. Right. Uh, if someone has more seniority than you, you're fucked. So that's the one area where you could be fucked. Yeah. You know, it's, Otherwise, it's, it's like cushy yeah. security. Like So that happened to me about a year, a little bit more than a year ago. And so now I'm back to what I was doing at the beginning. I work night shifts on Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I pick up whatever shifts I can during the week. And sometimes they're day shifts. Sometimes they're night shifts. It changes all the time. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're just constantly... You're someone who's... It's been rough. <laughs> like, you need to adjust your life day to day based on whatever happens to be going on that day. Whether that's your shift at work or, like, it your partner's really shift at work. Because your partner also works at the hospital, too, right? Yeah, but she doesn't have the crazy... She used to work nights, but now she doesn't work nights She's anymore. not so crazy? Yeah, okay, yeah. so that's a and little she, bit better. Actually, she works 12-hour shifts, and I would much rather work 12-hour shifts. Because you work three 12s, you get four days off. Oh, yeah, that oh. would be bitchin'. At the hospital, like, it sucks to work at 12-hour shifts, but, like... 
Once you hit but hour like six, seven, it's like. And once you hit eight, and you think, okay, I have four hours. Yeah, left. it's it's yeah. <laughs> just you just gotta power through. <sighs> you just gotta fucking power through. Really, is what it is. The one thing I hate more than anything about job jobs, like real yeah. jobs, is just like the, the 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 fucking time that just disappears. Yeah, I hate that. I fucking hate that. I hate looking at my clock and just wanting it to speed up. It's like I, yeah. I you shouldn't fucking want time to go by quicker. You know no. what I mean? You like, should work a job that you, you're occupied oh, enough yeah. so, that you look at your clock and go, "Oh shit, I only have an hour left." Yeah, exactly. Sweet. Yeah, and then that's the best feeling ever when you have an hour left. Yeah. Like, and the nights fucked me up. Like, uh, oh, they not just like. Uh, I was a zombie, but it's like physically, like health wise, it really uh, started. I mean, my body is falling apart, and I, I went into you. a hu- yeah, Yay! went into a huge fucking depression for like a year and a half. Fucked me up comedy wise. Oh uh, man, wasn't really doing shows. Wasn't really fucking. I because I were you just not motivated to, to do it? I was sick all the time. Oh, like, I still like, am. Like what a kind lot, of sickness would you get? Oh, all kinds of shit. Like fucking uh, um, the last one I had, and I've had this before. So I, I get. Uh, chest and lung infections every now and then. Oh, right? the worst. And like, luckily, I'm like fucking, bronchitis and shit. Not quite. Just like, just sick. And when I get sick, it always it's like sinuses, head, lungs. It like takes you over yeah. entirely. Oh yeah. yeah. Shit. Um, the last time I got sick, this was one of the worst times. This was um back in December. Um, right. It, it had been a few months after I had started uh this new shit fucking schedule I was doing, and I was just not adapting to it well like i was saying i did uh i was doing night shifts and then day shifts night shift day shift night fucking 11 at night to 7 in the morning two days later 24 hours later 7 a.m to 3 in the clock in the afternoon just fucked me up damn and uh i just kept getting sick all the time until one time i got so sick that uh like i had to go to the emerge like i was like fucking like i couldn't walk i couldn't fucking uh um, do anything. I had to be on fucking, uh, uh, they had to give me a uh, fluid, like IVs and shit like that. Like I was hospitalized. It fucked me up. Jeez. And then all the nurses and doctors were like, yeah, you're, you're fucking worn yourself down from not just lack of sleep, but like such a, you have no sleep s- pattern. Schedule. Yeah. yeah. Like it's the circadian rhythm. Like you've got none of that. Like, and, and it, it like, so thereby you have no immune system left and you're just, and you work at a hospital. So it's like, which is hard enough on your immune system. Right, um, and it's just like you're running yourself down. You can't keep doing this. That's anymore. why, like, when people get, whenever I start to feel like I'm starting to get sick, I know I just need to sleep. Mm. I need to just jumpstart s- that and sleep. Sleep is the hardest fucking. I'm not a, even at the best of health, best of times, best of moods. I'm not a good sleeper. Oh, I'm great at it when it's on my own terms. I can be, but most but when it's when it's not on my own terms, that's when I suck at it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm such a light sleeper too. I wake up super easily. I have to yeah. have, a fu- and working nights, I have, I sleep with a sleep mask. I got a blackout fucking curtain. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause you're in the day. Yeah. 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 I got a, a fan running for fucking white oh, noise. Oh hell in the yeah. Background, you know what it, yes. Even in the winter time, oh, uh, even in the winter time, fucking, uh, uh, I, I need, I, it's not even so, it, it is the noise, but it's more the air circulation. Right. Um, and yeah, the noise just uh, like, like fucking, uh, uh, uh I tried uh-huh. a white noise machine for a while and there's actually a fucking thing on the white noise machine for fan. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, well, I got a fan. So, like... No, I, I agree. It wouldn't be the same I as re- if you had an actual actual I, fan. I didn't realize that white noise, like, the actual, like, white noise is, like, snow. It's static. It's the static sound. Yeah. I yeah. thought white noise was just a term for, like, background noise. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's the... Sound. So, like, to me, a fan is way more soothing. Oh, you know? 100%. Yeah. I always need a fan. And I, like, no matter what, like, I need a cold room. Yeah, yeah. Like, I sleep oh, yeah. best in a dark, yeah. cold-ass room. And that's my yes. biggest 
fucking problem with sleeping, getting acclimated temperature-wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's either way too hot, way too cold. I open the window, it's too cold. I put the blankets on too hot. You know, it's it, it's yeah. a constant fight. And do you need comfort. blankets? Because some people can sleep yes. without them, but I need blankets. Uh, you know what? If I have shit that I can fucking, like, ball myself up in, yes, I don't necessarily need blankets. N- not necessarily. Like, I prefer blankets, but, like, if I got something that mm-hmm. I can fucking cuddle with, and I don't necessarily mean a person. person's fine, but, like, like you know, yeah. I love you, Mel. Uh, but, like, uh, <laughs> like, I need, like, I, like, I need to, like, I hug a pillow. Yeah, yeah, I get, like, a, uh, not a body pillow, but, like, a longer pillow yeah. that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I see. I do it because yeah. I don't have the person. Yeah. No. So. With, with me, even when I have the person, like, I prefer to have like a fucking. Because like you can only fucking sleep like fucking this for so and long. Body heat must be fucking. That's brutal. my problem. And then like, look at this shit. Like I'm a hairy fucking dude, so like I'm just a heater at night. You know, I just fucking. You're just raining. Oh god, yeah. Like I feel bad for Mel. I don't know how. Like I wake up sweaty. And then, like, I, I, I get up, and I'm like, oh, like, my back is covered in sweat. I'm like, she was just had her arm around that. See, like, and that's, but that's me when I but sleep. But she's a, she's a CTA. She's a too. nurse's assistant, so she doesn't get grossed out by things. So I'm like, uh, yes, keeper. keeper. She's a keeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't slept next to a human in, like, forever, so I forget what it's like. We've been but... sleeping together for, like, a year, and it's tough. Yeah. I'm just not a good sleeper, period, let alone mm-hmm. adding another human being into the mix. Do you have a bigger bed, like a queen or a yep, king? Yep, yep, we got a queen. Oh, okay. uh, queen size king size I'm not, it's big that helps. It's, it's a big bed yeah 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 um big beds help i think but yeah so getting back to the sickness so yeah. um a few weeks after i was hospitalized like i'm still not feeling good like it was like fucking two or three weeks i'm still sick um i i hadn't been smoking weed i hadn't been smoking anything um crack yeah cigarettes. no nothing especially not crack uh yeah i love crack <laughs> uh, <laughs> good for you you stopped no. the crack for um, a bit that's actually why i quit smoking because of one of the times i got sick <laughs> Because uh, of crack. Yeah, because <laughs> crack got me off cigarettes. <laughs> I'm going to isolate that sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> Quit the smokes. Go on the fucking rack. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I uh, I hadn't smoked weed in a little bit, and I, I smoked a, a bong, and I coughed. Oh, uh, God. And I heard a loud fucking crack. Oh, no. In the middle of my lung. Oh, and not, no. not my lung, just the middle of my chest. And immediately felt pain. It was like someone had put a fucking fencing sword through me. I felt it like right in the middle of my chest and in my back. I'm like, I broke my rib. I just broke my rib fucking coughing. Isn't it the worst Couldn't fucking breathe. thing? Couldn't fuck. And I'd broken a rib before. Didn't feel like this. Like fucking, uh, I, brought, I was in a really bad car accident with my mom when I was eight years old. And I fucked my rib up real bad on the seatbelt. Uh, which is a lot better than fucking going through the windshield. Don't get me wrong. But like fucking, uh, like this was worse than that. Uh, like every time and I was sick so I was coughing and shit like that literally every cough every sneeze every fucking fart was yeah. just like fucking I had to take a pillow and fucking just like squeeze yeah. that's what they tell you uh, heart patients to do right uh, fucking like I had oh, to squeeze oh, oh yeah like fuck, I had to squeeze the fucking pillow and cough and, and, then, and then the doctor tells me he's like you gotta fucking cough Cause you can, like when you if you break a build rib up otherwise. if you break a rib you can get lung infections and pneumonia and all this shit so fucking easily because people mm. won't cough so all this shit builds up in your lungs. Um, so I went to the fucking hospital, just doubled over in fucking pain. I uh, had this weird fucking lump in the middle of my chest. It was like a hernia. It would like and the doctor said it might be a hernia. It would like come and then like go. And like you could feel it. it was, Jesus like, what Christ. the fuck is this? So the doctor like an told alien. me. Yeah. The doctor told me like I had um, – it's not pericostal. I can't remember what it's called. But the muscle lining underneath your ribs. Uh-huh. Because they x-rayed me and shit like that. I didn't break my rib. Uh-huh. He said you tore the stuff underneath your ribs, which can take longer and be worse than a broken rib. Take longer to heal and be worse than a broken rib. God damn. Um, 
it was like the most uncomfortable fucking thing. And, and like I had to miss work for three weeks. I didn't do any show. Obviously, I didn't do any fucking shows. But like, yeah, like it was fucked. And like that was the first time where I was just like, I can't be doing this to my body anymore. It's interesting because I had a similar experience with a rib injury. Where it was a wake-up call. Tell me, to, tell me. To, well, it was... <laughs> broken. Was it sex-related? Yeah. Oh, but it was non-consensual sex-related. Oh, God. Broken ribs. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Just a really bad dom who was pushing Oh, okay. Limits. I thought that was going to be... That's still bad, but like... That's... Oh, no, it wasn't like... Yeah, it, okay. I, I don't consider it to be rape, but I do consider it to be a... You regretted it. And it was not in my consent to be crushed. Yeah. Anyways... Tricky situation, but it 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 made me realize I was yeah. like, oh shit! I've been letting this guy do these things to me that led me to this point. And when you have a broken rib or like a rib injury, like you like like you said, you literally cannot do anything. Yeah, anything you do hurts. No, yeah. And I actually didn't really like. It took me about twenty four to forty eight hours for me to even realize something was wrong. Oh, I knew. Right like away. I felt the pop Did and you... I felt the pain right away. Was but it then... a pop or was it like a crack? Like... I, it, it, I heard it. Was it like I like heard. like if you do like a big stretch and you hit those? Was it like that? Only like you didn't stretch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was like I'm talking like it was like 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 you take a stick and like uh. sound, it sounded like I broke a bone in my chest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's 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 the absolute pop, worst. I mean, like that 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 could even be like a hole in the lungs. Like you don't know what a fucking. Pop. I'm, and I'm the same way. I hear any kind of noise in my fucking body that I didn't. I'm just like, what is this shit? How am I dying? This is gonna kill me. In I'll some like way, I'm literally sure. never forget it because it was. I just, did it happen during the sex? Yeah. Or oh god, did you stop immediately or did you keep going? Kept going. Yeah. No. It was. It's a. It was a mess up situation. But again, it was weird power dynamics that led me to that point. Well, I mean, that's why you're with the Dom. I get that. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, hey, I've injured myself. Right? Like, well, that was the thing. I was like, I went to a walk-in and like, I remember going to walk-ins. not in a fun way. <laughs> I remember going to walk-ins and like not being able to see anybody. And I just start, broke down crying, like on the corner of Roby and Spring Garden, broke down crying, walked to the emergency room. And I was just like, I just need like, pay, like I, and the thing is with broken ribs, even sometimes, like they can't give you, they can't do anything about it. They just heal on their own. So they just literally gave me painkillers. There's killers. nothing they can do for. They gave ribs. me painkillers. I, 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 I grew up watching wrestling and like fucking any time a wrestler would break a ribs, you'd see them come out the next week with the tape all around the ribs. Oh man, like, it's, it's like just no, 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 no. Like that's not like that doesn't do shit all. The worst thing was was that I texted the guy to tell him this, and his response was bummer. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to fucking say to that. Like, was that the last conversation Pretty you had much, with this? Yeah. Okay, cool, good. All right, all right. Oh yeah, like, but that's Bummer. the thing. Jesus Christ! It's and funny. meanwhile, this guy's probably adding that to his resume. <laughs> <laughs> crush the bitch! <laughs> I crushed that bitch. <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of it. It was really bad, but like, it's. It, I can laugh about it now, of course. Yeah. But at the time, it was. Oh, trust a really me, bad. I was not laughing about my fucking broken rib when it happened, and I wasn't fucking. But see, un- I was about to say rape. <laughs> no, no but, but but that's the thing. It's it's interesting to me that like you had that realization after a broken rib, and and I had a like a similar like fuck. I got to change my life a bit, like moment as well. Yeah, as... with me it was health wise. With you it was dick wise. <laughs> <laughs> Both the appendage and the person. Very true. But it's because that's a dick move. I don't give a fuck if you're it's a dominatrix yeah. or a fucking. Uh, I don't give a shit what you are. That's a dick move. Oh no, he wasn't. He wasn't a good dom. Yeah. Like, there's good doms and bad doms. He was a very bad dom. Did you t- like? So, did he know in the moment you were in pain? 
bad pain. Not like like you got your ass really or choked or fucking not whatever. Not bad, like, but like like I mean I made I I I made it known that. Did I'd you hurt. tell him I am not comfortable right now? No, but see, and that's the thing. I don't. But it, I don't care if you're. I don't care if you're a dom or something like that. Pick up on fucking signals, people. That's that's what it is. Like I I, and this go gets into because I've been I've been in relationships but... with people that want me to fucking hurt them during sex. You know what I mean? But like, there's a fucking difference between even if you're a dominatrix, hard rough sex, and then like fucking injuring somebody and also too I, people far too often I think when they hear of situations like this and they hear oh, oh the girl didn't say no so it's okay it's like we have to remember the emotional power dynamics that go into dom and sub situations and if those are not healthy um, if there's no communication if there's no you know consent or uh, trust like that can get really tricky yeah. and subs can fall under your power and yep. they They'll be scared to back out of their own fantasy, so yep. they will put up with shit. Yep. That's that... like me and Mel. Like, 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 we're not exactly polyamorous, but like, it's like a trust situation. So exactly. Like, I wanna, yeah. And that was the thing with this guy. There was no trust. There was very little communication. It was oh, like, and I won't even talk about the fact that there was no aftercare ever. So this guy would do like crazy ass shit to me, and then just leave. To me, and if, that if, fucked if me up. If you're gonna do that, like, you need to be a pal to that person afterwards you know what yeah I mean? and i like, never had that yeah i like, never like, i never had the aftercare. the meanness should, should stop once the clothes go back on you know yeah. what i mean like the meanness is a sex exactly thing. like it's not all sex sub, subspace is 100 percent a thing <laughs> i find a lot of doms are, are real egotistical oh, which is part of it i get that yeah. you know what i mean but after the sex like be a fucking friend. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Like, and you don't have to be nice about it to fucking care about a person. You can fucking have concern that somebody's injured without being nice to them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, I work in a hospital. I see people that aren't nice to fucking patients all the time that still care for it's them. It's a human to human like experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it doesn't have to be romantic or like. But a lot like of dogs will be like, "I'm not a human. I'm a dominatrix. I'm a sex beast." You know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After like, it's off. it's so important. It it. it I still have that sub in me, but going forward, I'm I, I'm going about it in entirely different ways. This is I'm, a dude. I'm, gonna, right? I'm going to be demanding aftercare from people. This is a dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Fucking like, was he? Uh, uh, I just totally lost my train of thought in mid sentence. Anyway, continue. <laughs> he was a dickhead. Really, is what it is. Um, but he was. What was I gonna say? It was a weird time in my life because he was so fucking attractive and fit and in shape, and I was. And was just, he a, had a really was, shitty attitude, and then it made him more attractive. Well, I was. <laughs> So just like in a time of like I'm gonna be experimental and like I'm gonna fuck new guys and like this guy just came around and like it was it was just purely I was just under his power 100. percent That's uh, that's the game though. That's, that's the, game. the game they play. That's the game. That's the game you're playing. When and you're I was getting under into a fucking but you're not playing trance. the fucking get my fucking rib broken game. Like, well, that was the thing. It yeah. was literally the breaking point. Like literally for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not cool. <laughs> so I'm glad it's, you know, I, I blocked and deleted him from everything, and, and I've moved on. Is that a fucking knock on your door? That's just my apartment building being loud. Oh. Yeah. No, it's not a knock on the door. It may, it may sound like it's knocking or whispering <laughs> quietly. It's, it's just a demon. He'll, he'll, he'll be quiet in a second. No, it's because it's I live by the door there. Yeah. You always hear yeah, people's doors. Yeah. People Again, down. not giving any uh, identifying information about this building, but yeah, she lives like right by the front 
fucking yeah. door of this building. And I'm ground level right by the walkway, which yeah, yeah. I think is why my rent is so cheap, because I have to put up with all these fucking noises. Whatever does it, man. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> I love how we just got off on a tangent about rough sex. I know. That was kind I, of we, unexpected. <laughs> we were talking about something. Oh, yeah. We, can, <laughs> we were talking about me. What, what the fuck was that? We <laughs> We were talking about That's fucking getting funny. sick at work, and it turned into rough sex? What the yeah. fuck? Well, I mean, ribs. <laughs> yes, that, right. That's, that, that, that was that the That led into yeah. my story. That was then... the connecting fucking th- thread was the rib breaking. Yeah. But did you realize yeah. at that point, like, I need to self-care better? Yeah, like, and like, I'm, but I'm, I still haven't fully done it yet. Like, I, right. I, I need to. I'm not saying I need to quit my job. The reason why I haven't quit is because, I, I, for A, I love my job. Uh, it's everything else about it that I hate. Uh, it's the yeah. fucking system. It's the people that I work for. It's the fact that there's things in place that fucking uh, there's people that are suffering that don't have to suffer. There's mm-hmm. mistakes that are made that don't have to be made because mm-hmm. people don't realize that they work at a hospital. Right. That they just treat it like it's any other fucking job. And it's like, you can't fucking do that at a it's hospital. It's a different ballgame. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. life or death. Yeah, exactly. And you're dealing with people's health and. Jeez, you must have seen some fucking shit. Oh, I see some shit, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've seen some shit. I remember one time. Literally I saw, shit. <laughs> I saw, uh, like, if you're going to be a nurse, and listen, like, the majority of nurses are fucking awesome fucking people. Shout out to all the fucking nurses Shout out there. Out. You guys do a fucking amazing fucking job. The ones that do an amazing job. Now, yeah. the way I always say, like, yeah, there's a fucking, there's a few crows amongst the birds. That, <laughs> but that's all it takes. Fucking, when you're doing a job where you're caring for people, all it takes is one to fuck everything up. Right. You know, like, they're, uh, if you're doing a job where you're caring for someone, yeah. maybe you should, I don't know, not hate people. <laughs> <laughs> there's nurses that I work with that yeah. fucking hate people. And it's like, why are you doing this job? It's certainly not for the money. Like, they're not making bad money, but they're certainly not making and, a fucking fortune. I can imagine fortune. even the ones that like people, like, they have bad days. Oh, like, of course. Everybody has bad days. Speaking, no, no, no. But I see genuinely general. mean people sometimes. Right. Like, people that are just, they don't get... Again, I don't... And, and people will be like, well, they've been there for a long time, and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. it's like, but it doesn't fucking matter. You're doing a job where you're caring for people. You need to care for people. Yeah, sure. you know. So, so is this like bad bedside manner that you see, or is it? Well, the story that I was going to tell was like uh, just real quick. Fucking uh, yeah, just digest version. I was uh, uh, walking by a floor at night, and there was a lady taking an old man's blood, uh-huh. and uh, she poked him in the wrong spot, uh-huh. and he went ow, and she looked at him and goes, "Oh, shut up! There's people <gasps> sleeping." Oh, that's a man. Like, I didn't know what was wrong with that guy. He oh, could like he's, he's in the hospital. He's old. He could. He's obviously something's wrong with him. <sighs> fucking like. That, that that's <laughs> this is what fucking drives me out of my fucking mind in the hospital like there's people there that are sick they're in pain they're fucking I don't know fucking dying yeah and it's like fucking the people you, it, it takes nothing to be nice to somebody yeah just to fucking be not even nice just be polite considerate yeah just be polite you know like when you work a goddamn fucking registered job at fucking a uh, 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 value village yeah. you know I was one of my first jobs nice fucking, uh, uh, you, you have to put on a fucking air of personability and be professional you put on you your work face people. Your why work the face. fuck when these people are dealing with people who are sick they can't even fucking be polite you know what I mean I wonder it's too bad there's not like a ta- like a Tests that you can do to make sure you can again unions. some sort of unions. That's right. the thing because fucking people. So, like I was saying before, all that matters is seniority. Yeah, all that matters so is seniority. Whenever I have a problem on the floors, it's the younger, newer nurses that help me out. The ones that are problems, and again, I'm not talking. I'm, this is not generalization. The majority of nurses are amazing, but yeah. the problem nurses are almost always ones that have been there for fucking decades. Right, and they just don't care anymore. 
They're done. If they ever did. They, they, maybe they're like if they ever checked did. out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, again, I don't know why you would get into that pr- profession if you don't like people. Yeah. You know, you're Seriously, doing a though. job where you're caring for people who are sick. You're cleaning up their shit. Yeah, like, you know? like that's not a type of job that you would do for that. Like, yeah. the so why are you doing it? Yeah, you do it because you want to help people and care for them. Not some of them. That's <laughs> not insane. some of them. Yeah. That's so fucking. Ugh, that's fucked. Yeah. And again, like, listen, I could sit here and tell you all day long about fucking shit stories that I've encountered at the hospital, but the majority of the interactions I see are, are positive. You know what I mean? Like, there's people that get diagnosed fucking terminal and they come out of it. You know, right. there's people that go in there and have amazing experiences with every nurse they deal with. But it, like I said before. All it takes is one bad fucking nurse to ruin your entire experience. Right. Like my grandmother, uh, who passed away years ago in the hospital, uh, she was fucking had no idea what was wrong with her, and uh, she was dying. And uh, this porter was taking her to uh, an appointment of some kind, and like fucking like couldn't smile. She had to go to him. How is your day? How are mm. you doing? And he's just bah, bah, bah. and like. Why? Yeah. Why the fuck can't you just look down and be like, good? Yeah. You don't even have to fucking make crazy conversation to be fucking polite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't take that much effort. God damn. And I'm talking about every fucking level. I'm talking about janitors. Like, I saw a janitor the other night recently. Fucking, uh, he's mopping the floor. And then he goes through a door. And all our doors have, uh, not all of them, but it should be all of them. Uh, they have that fucking thing that, uh, you hit and it opens the door for you. He's fucking mopping the floor, and he hits that thing with the mop that he had just cleaned the floor oh, with. That people touch, and then people touch the... Ah! Ah! The level of not giving a fuck about your job wow. that goes into something like that. You work at a hospital. You're cleaning the floor that has blood. For any bodily fluid you can imagine is probably coming in contact with that floor. And you're hitting the fucking button that everybody pushes to get in. Dear Lord. Like fucking. That makes my skin crawl. That's the shit that makes me hypochondriac. Fuck. That's the shit that makes me freaked out for when I get sick or when I get sick. If I get sick, sick. or when I get old. Yeah. Because like these goddamn politi- politicians that don't fucking fund the hospital properly. Yeah. You think their fucking relatives are going to be dying in the palliative? Of care at the VG hospital? No, 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 no. They're gonna send their fucking relative to a fancy ass fucking yeah, hospital. Yeah, they're somewhere. not gonna. You know what I mean? It's peons it. like us that have to die there, or our relatives, our loved ones have to fucking die here. And people in this fucking city don't get mad enough about things. Like I talk on my Facebook a lot about fucking the shit about the hospital because I want people to get mad. Like get mad, yeah. People in this city, they get real passionate and mad about things for like two days, and then they forget about it. It's that whole, right, like, it's... if it doesn't affect the price of eggs, it doesn't fucking bother me mentality, you know? Like, when uh, uh, the liberals were going to cut all the funding to the uh, the film industry, uh-huh. you know, there was that giant fucking protest oh, in Parade Square, yeah, remember that? Yeah. Trailer Park Boys showed up, uh-huh. fucking Snoop Dogg showed up. Were the Trailer Park Boys there the next day? Was Snoop Dogg there the next day? No one stays on top of it. People get it's real mad about things for a day. And they, the people who were affected did. Like, my sister works in the film industry, uh, not the one you met, uh, Shayna. Uh, my other sister, uh, she works in the film industry, and like the film industry people were fucking protesting every day. But like, because that's their life, of course. But with us, it's like, oh, okay, we're passionate. About, we think that this sucks, but we're, like, we're not gonna stay on top of it. Yeah, and it's like I want people to get more angry about this stuff because yeah. it's gonna fucking affect you. Hosp- exactly. People don't want to think about the hospital. People don't want to think about getting sick. But guess what? We're all going to fucking get old. We're all going to get sick, and we're all going to fucking die. We're all fucking dying. Do you want to die? Fu- okay. The biggest problem with the VG hospital is the fucking 
water is poisonous. I heard, I heard about this, yeah. The water at the VG hospital has Legionella bacteria in it. Yeah. So I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound Legionnaire's good. disease is a fucking disease. It's 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 like a, a stomach disease. Uh, if you have a fucking like decent immune system, it's like really bad diarrhea, sickness, and ch- like it, okay. it's it's not good. If you have a compromised immune system, it can fucking kill you easily. And what do most of the people that go to a hospital have? Compromised uh. immune systems. So fucking these people that are fucking old and they're on or they're on death's door and they like, their immune system is, is non-existent. They got to fucking – they can't drink water out of the tap. They can't shower. They can't take a bath. They got to take a bath in bottled water. Ugh. They got to brush their teeth with bottled water. Ugh. Their last days on earth That's where fucked. they're going to fucking die. Jesus Christ. You know? Like, That's so By great. the way, guys, I can tell some funny stories with the hospital. <laughs> like, it's not all shit. Like, that is so But I'm really fucked. passionate. I'm just really passionate no, about no, it because I see it fucking firsthand you know every day and I want it to change. I want people to get more angry about it. Vote these – Fucking fake ass liberals mm. out, mm-hmm. Fuck, and I'm not saying vote the conservatives in, <laughs> like because that's what's gonna happen. All these people that hate Trudeau, they're gonna yeah. go, oh fucking sheer, vote the conservatives. You think the fucking conservatives are any better? No, and I'm not even necessarily saying that the fucking NDP or the Green Party or any they're any better either. But like fucking, at least we live in a country that has a multi-tiered uh, fucking yeah. uh, political system. It's not just uh, uh, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican. Right. Like we got right. like multiple parties and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Fucking force these parties to fucking change their platform. Yeah. Make noise. Get yeah. mad. You know? Like I fucking, I've, al- I've always said that like the best way to fucking get through to a politician is to write your fucking concerns on a nice note. Don't curse, don't swear, be very professional. And then tie that note to a brick and throw it through a fucking government building. Enough fucking people do that, change will fucking happen. I'm a comedian, you guys. These are all comedy jokes. These aren't real. I'm not real. I'm not, I don't actually fucking suggest you guys throw bricks through government building. That would be terrible, fucking actually forcing them to enact change. That would be awful. Don't do that. Don't camp out on Stephen McNeil's lawn until he fucking changes shit. Don't do that. I'm not suggesting you do that. Please don't fucking do that. Don't fucking camp out in Parade Square for fucking 15 days straight until they... 15 days. For as long as it fucking takes until they fucking change the goddamn fucking medical system. No. The VG Hospital. Here's the most fucked up thing about what I was saying before about the Legionella bacteria. They discovered it in 1989. Mm. They've known for 30 years that the water needs to be fixed in that hospital. And done nothing. The hospital itself has needed to be torn down for at least 15 years. The water has been poisonous Mm -hmm. since 1989 and they haven't even fucking fixed that because every government sees fixing the hospital as a loss. Like, if they could make fucking money off of sick people... They'd fix that shit tomorrow. Right. Like, do you think that the fucking yeah. water in the new convention center is poisonous? <laughs> oh god, no, that shit's pristine. Do you think the water if they build that, that fucking shit... new, if they build a new football stadium, you think the water there is going to be oh, poisonous? God, no. Fuck no. The best fuck water. No. Yeah, that's no, so no, 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 fucking no. fucked. Oh my god. No. And that's the they fucking built a goddamn convention center in how long? What three years? They put that thing up. Mm-hmm. The hospital has had poison water since 1989. Nine. They haven't fucking fixed that shit. You know, and, 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 and this cocksucker, Stephen McNeil, says there's no problem. He says mm-hmm. he doesn't just say there's a problem. He says there's no problem with the medical system. Right. Oh, oh, we're going to build a uh, um, uh, an outpatient center in Bears Lake. What the fuck? What is that? Here, 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 here's something. This, this is a tangent I'll get off on. So have you heard about this? No. Okay, so they want to build a new – they said that by the end of last year they'd have a new uh, – 
plan to tear down the VG and build a new hospital. Right. Last year came and went. We're already, what, halfway through this year? Yeah. No fucking plan. No, no fucking plan. So what they did say was that we're going to build a new outpatient center in Bears Lake. <laughs> in a weird part of Bears Lake that you can't walk to. Oh, but there's mean, no sidewalk. Ba- Bears, that even, oh, that fucking Bears Lake is not pedestrian friendly at all. This place, even driving to, is uh, a bit of a diffi- difficult. Yeah. So, and you can look all this shit up online. It's very simple to find. The plot of land that they're going to build this outpatient center on. What the fuck is an outpatient center? It's like a fucking free clinic, basically. It's not an emerge. It's not a hospital. It's it's an outpatient center. So look, I don't know. Is so, it in between? Would it be I don't like- even know. I don't know. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it is. But what I do know is that the plot of land that they're going to build it on, the whole plot of land is valued at about $14 million. They used maybe about a quarter mm. of that land. They bought maybe about a quarter of that land. Mm-hmm. And they paid... Just under $14 million for that. Turns out, the owners of the property are prominent Liberal Party donors and are on the board of directors of the QE2 Health Sciences Center. Mm. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So it's just like fucking, even when it comes to the medical system, we don't want to do shit unless we can fucking profit off of it. Unless our friends and donors can profit off of it. Uh-huh. You know? Like fucking, you think me and you are going to profit off this new convention center? Or this new football stadium if they build it? Like, no. Only if they hire me at the convention center. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but Maybe. like fucking, uh, what's going on at the convention center? Is they going to make the whole fucking, like, you know, oh, we're em- employing fucking uh, people to build it. Okay, well, now it's built. Where, yeah. where are those jobs gone? You know, yeah. like yeah, it, no, for real, it's it's really all really fucked up. It's so fucked up, and, and like I said, the reason why it happens is because people don't care enough in the city. People care don't more, care everybody. enough. Everyone get mad. Yeah, it's people okay need to, to get, get fucking mad. But it also, like, it's okay to get mad. Oh, it's ba- it's you know? it's like, amazing to get I feel mad. Like, I feel oh, like people... it's so amazing. That's why I love political shit. Yeah, because it's just like I, I I follow politics way more than I should. Like a new, sh- I, I keep up on like current events and shit like that. Yeah, and it's just like th- th- there's. There's an art to getting mad. I think. There's an art. Yeah, it's it's kind of how you putting do it. your anger in the right places is a that's good what thing. it is. So it's not it's not about like just screaming everywhere. Like you just heard me fucking rant for the last fucking however but long. I've given but you I'm this... ranting about the hospital and people dying and being sick. You know what I mean? Put your fucking energy into the right things. Absolutely. Get mad about the right things. And and like you said, like you need to put it in the right spot. Yes. And do it correctly. Yes. And do it almost like efficiently. Same with sex. Same with comedy. Put your fucking energies <laughs> into the right spot. Yes. Oh my god. Can you tell at least one lighthearted, funny, or fucked up or weird story? Yes. 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 About so. Uh, the hospital. Uh, okay. What's and, okay? Yeah. So um, I'm about, doing a 1019. Uh, this is the story I told you. Oh, about. sweet. Yeah, I like. It. I like okay, this one. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um. So I'm doing a 1019. I'm taking a dead body to the morgue. And it's one of my first ever fucking 1019s. And uh, the gentleman had passed away while sitting up. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, there's a little thing called rigor mortis when you Like die. sitting up in bed? Yes. Okay. Like, like the Not bed like was in sitting a chair. Up. No, 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 no. He was in bed. Okay. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, rigor mortis happens when your fucking body gets real stiff after you die. So the, when the guy fucking was sitting up and he died, they went to put the bed down to lie him down to put him in the bang stuff. And he was... Still sitting up. So they had to like push him to get lined down because it hadn't set in quite yet, right? Right. So they, they went and pushed him down and uh, he's lying flat. So we take the body down uh, to the morgue. To get to the morgue, you had to go through an elevator. Yeah. So uh, we're getting the body into the fucking elevator. And as we go over the bump to get into the elevator, 
the body who is lying down and it makes this noise goes uh, and sits up uh, so creepy. it sits up for those people not watching it sits up that is so creepy and <laughs> this fucking security guard looks over him and he goes yeah that happens sometimes <laughs> what was your reaction my reaction was I looked down and the security guard had like a, a mag light on his side and I'm like this thing just sit up. I wonder how much shit I would get in is if I grabbed that mag light off this guy's and just fucking brain the fuck. <laughs> he sat up. <laughs> he sat up. I'm sorry. That is <laughs> he so fucking sat up. Fucked. That's um, terrifying. The same security guard that did that with me. Um, so when we get to the morgue, uh, sometimes we'll have to transfer the body from one stretcher to another. Yeah. So uh, back in the day. Our security guards used to be the local commissioners. Now it's paladin security and they get paid them these kids minimum wage. Some of them are kids, but most of them are like these younger kids that are making minimum wage. Right. You're making minimum wage. You're a security guard. You're working at a hospital. Say somebody got shot. Somebody comes in with a gun to finish the fucking job. Are you going to get in that guy's way? <laughs> no. Probably not. Feel not, real not, safe with these fucking not paladin for security guys. 14 bucks an hour. 14? Is it 14? These guys are making like 11 bucks an hour oh, or 12 bucks an hour. I don't know how much guys are making minimum wage is right Whatever now. minimum wage is, that's what they're making. Fuck. Yeah. Are you going to fucking take a bullet for minimum wage? Probably It's like not. if you work at a gas station, are you going to – if somebody comes in with a gun, are you going to do anything other than fucking open the register and be no. like, please, you know, this no. isn't my money? Yeah. You know? That's so fucking, so fucked. Yeah. Um, but the old commissionaires, they were fucking sick. Like, they were amazing. I yeah, love those bad guys. Ass. Oh, they were fucking bad so badass. I remember this one time. I, I come into the hospital at night, and uh, um, I like I start work at 11. So I come into the front doors, and uh, after 8 o'clock, the front doors are closed at the hospital. Like, the only way you can get in is either through security or through the emergency uh-huh. Um I come to the doors, and there's a homeless guy just fucking jiggling the door, right? I don't know. I shouldn't say that he's a homeless guy. Uh, but he was certainly wearing the outfit and the cologne of a homeless person. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to fucking be allegedly. stereotypical. Yeah, allegedly this guy was a homeless person. Uh, may or may not have seen him drinking Listerine in other places in the city. Anyway. Oh, there you go. So uh, he's fucking wiggling the doors. And like I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And sure enough, he looks over and he sees me. And he's like, oh, man, can you let me in? He just sees my badge so he knows that I'm an employee, right? And he goes, like, oh, man, can you let me in? And I go, no. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I hurt my ankle. And I'm like, oh, well, Emerge is right around the corner. So if you walk around the right, he goes, no, man, I hurt my ankle. I can't walk over there. And I'm like, well, if you come in this way, it's the exact same distance, but you can't come in this way. Like, I can't let you in. You Like, you have to go around. Like, it's no different if you just walk around the corner to Emerge. And he's like, oh, man, but my ankle, it, it hurts so much. And I'm like, okay, well, if you buzz security, maybe they'll let you in. And he goes, right. oh, they won't let me in. And I'm like, well, fucking I can't let you in if security can't let you in. Yeah, really. And so I'm like, I'm having this ridiculous argument with this guy. And as I'm having this argument, somebody leaves the building and goes through the, so the door opens. Uh-huh. Hurt ankle and all. This dude fucking bolts for the fucking uh, open door. Have you ever been in the main entrance of the uh, of the Halifax Infirmary There's, with the two big stairwells? I think so, yeah. Okay, in, in the main entrance of the Halifax Infirmary. 
the Summer Street entrance, about like 20 paces in, there's two giant, ooh, there's two giant stairwells. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy didn't even make it to those oh, stairwells. God. And the commissioners, <laughs> like they Just must tackle. have been watching. Oh, they fucking came from all directions. Oh, These fucking 60, 70 year old haggard, gruff old men. Like that's who you want. That's who security. you want. Oh, 100%. those guys will fucking kill somebody yep. that's fucking trying to come into this yep. hospital, you know? Yep. They fucking tackled him down. As they're holding him down and I'm walking past them, they're like, yeah, we saw this guy in here the other week and we caught him with burnt spoons and syringes like fucking <laughs> he was sleeping in one of the bathrooms he's telling this to me as he's got the guy in a headlock oh my god <laughs> oh they were awesome like fucking, it ain't no thing they were amazing so I'm doing a 1019 with one of these guys one time and like they, like it ain't no thing that can be a detriment sometimes right cause I'm doing a 1019 so we had to transfer the body from a stretcher to another stretcher buddy didn't put the brakes on his side of the stretcher. Oh, no. So we're going from one stretcher to the other. As soon as I move the body, the stretchers go like this. Like they, they part. And this body, who's what? Like four feet off the ground, drops. Head first. And I have to fucking like rush down and grab it by the shoulders. And I'm holding like a fucking 200 pound man by this dead man. So you want to talk about dead weight? This was Dead Literally, weight. Literally I'm dead holding weight. it by the fucking shoulders. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, uh, he's like, is there a problem? <laughs> and I go, lock the stretcher, lock the stretcher, lock the stretcher, lock the stretcher. And he goes, hold on, hold on. Uh, I thought I did. Uh, hold on. And I'm just like, can you please hurry, please hurry, please hurry, please hurry. Like, so they're a little too nonchalant sometimes. God damn. Holy I'm just, shit. And again, just like the time when I was thinking about what would happen if I brained this fucking body uh, with a fucking mag light? Because I, I thought he was a zombie. I'm <laughs> like, how am I going to explain this body dropping from the stretcher head first? Uh, like, <laughs> that's the other thing, too. People at the hospital don't give a shit about dead bodies, and that bothers me, too. Because Ooh, they're like, oh, he's dead. Who cares? Fucking the stretchers that we use are pieces of shit. Fucking rusty. Fucking old. Because, oh, like I said, they're specific morgue stretchers. That's another thing. Like, just. No, nobody cares about that. It's just dead bodies. It's like, but if that was your fucking husband or wife or brother and sister or mother. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's just, That's I understand crazy. that like everybody that works at a hospital, there's a certain amount of, uh, uh, of like distancing yourself emotionally because like, especially nurses. Because you kind of have you to see in some shit. way. Yeah, you see yeah. real shit. You know yeah. what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, you, Again, like what we were talking about before, you can't fucking not care. Yeah. Like, that's somebody's fucking family member. 100%. You know? Fucking give a shit. Yeah. Get mad. Get mad and give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Get mad and give a Giving shit. Giving a shit is well, like, you that. can't give a sh- You can't get mad unless you give a shit. Exactly. I don't get mad at shit I don't give a shit about. That's you know? very true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, geez, you have a life. So, I want to ask you about two more things before we close out. Please. How long are we going for now? Well, it's an hour, it's hour 29. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's 1140, so I'm going to try to, like, wrap it up before midnight. Um, <coughs> comedy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I do how comedy, did, too. <laughs> how did you, so, you said you've been doing it and seven years, did you say? Just about seven years, yeah. Just yeah. about seven yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. What made you get into it? Like, what made you start? Oh, I, I was a comedy nerd when I was a young kid. Like, hmm. uh, I, I, I used to love fucking watching Just for Laughs on yeah, CBC yeah. when I was like fucking fu- – like I wasn't like – a lot of people have stories. Like, some of the first albums I ever bought, a lot of people have this too. Uh, the first ever comedy albums I ever owned were um, Andrew Dice Clay, Dice Rules, Eddie Murphy, Delirious, and Robin Williams Live. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. You know, like fucking Sweet. some of the dirtiest fucking na- – like, yeah. all, like, like, if it, like that's prime fucking – kid like, you're just, like you know yeah. like this is what stand up is no fucking way <laughs> um 
And they, they were the first, but even before that, like, I would watch just CBC just for laughs. Right. Like, and I loved it. And, like, fucking what kid is obsessed with, like, Mike McDonald? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, those were the kind of comics I loved. And I yeah. fucking loved them. Um, so I'd always loved comedy. And I'd always been a writer. Uh, originally, I wanted to be a novelist. Oh, when really? I was like in, because I remember I when I see you as that. When yeah. I was in grade seven, I wrote a story that made people in my class cry. Aww, and because like we would, you'd write short stories and then you'd read them in front of the class. Yeah, and it was like uh, I made people cry, and I was like, "Ooh, I can fuck with people's <laughs> emotions." Ooh, hell yeah! Like I can just say words, and it can fuck with people's emotions. Oh damn! Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, but like not thinking about comedy. Right. Like, I, I I was like I, I wanted to write. You liked the fact that you were getting reactions. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. as a few years went by, and I was still very young, but I just realized like, oh, there's no money in being a novelist, right? <laughs> uh, and also, and there's I so like, much money in comedy. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't <laughs> that. Uh, I, 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 so I never thought about doing comedy. I uh, loved it. I was a comedy nerd. I was yeah. in love with comedy. But I just, I never thought I could do it. I never thought I had the uh, uh, fucking like the... Chops. Yeah. yeah. I just, I never, it was so, like I said before, I have so much fucking respect for professional comics that that's their job their fucking grind the time it takes yeah. to fucking be good at yeah. fucking co- and the years of work yeah. oh my god yeah. just, and I just I didn't think I could fucking do that you know I, I knew I was a good writer but like I never the stuff that I wrote wasn't comedy right it was like fucking drama horror fucking shit like that like it, mm. it, all kinds of stuff like that so like um, years later uh, I met uh, this guy Merv Hartland uh, yeah. he's a wrestling fr- uh, fan as well and, I've uh, heard this name. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, he used to be from he's from here, but he's in Toronto now. Um, he's the guy. I think I told you about this. We did a show one time when he left for uh, Toronto. We did a show where nobody showed up to the show except for every single comic in Halifax. Oh and God. so we did this show where we took everybody's name and put it in a hat. Yeah. And you would go on stage and you'd pick a name from the hat and you would do that person's material. Oh my god! <laughs> and if you didn't, if you didn't know that person's, luckily I got Steve Mackey. Amazing. So like I know Steve Mackey stuff like the back of my hand. Like, oh. I, so I, I just did like every, and I literally like, verbatim did Mackey's material. Like Vaughn at the time, he was on the show too. He didn't know me that well at the time. Like this was when I, I was first starting. Like, it was like a year into comedy or less. Right. And so he just went up on stage. He got me, and he went up on stage. Jewy, Jew, 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 <laughs> yeah, it was oh a great fucking show. So, that would be amazing. Oh, it was amazing. It was so much fun. Someone do, do that again. Yeah. That would be so fun. So, like, uh, I had always been a fan of fucking local comedy. Like, uh, I was a big fan of Picnic Face mm-hmm. when they first started getting big in Halifax. I mm-hmm. loved going to their shows. And through them, I started going to open mics and stuff mm-hmm. like that just to check it out. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, uh, the part I skipped over. So, the first ever live stand-up comedy show I saw was fucking George Carlin. Okay. At the Metro Center when I was 16. And it just fucking blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I had never seen any comedy live before. It was all just on TV and shit like that. Right. So, like, I saw... Not only did I see one of the fucking masters, I saw him in my hometown. You in saw an arena in, yeah, in yeah. front of fucking, like, thousands of people. Wow. Like, I saw, like, the height of what comedy could fucking be. Yeah, from yeah. From a master. Like, shit. I'll never forget it. Like, he fucking started the night off. I can't remember what special he was doing. Uh, he was getting ready for a special. Whatever special starts off with this was the one he was doing. He gets up on stage. He doesn't say hi. He doesn't say hello. The crowd's like going nuts. And as soon as they calm down, he goes, you know what people don't talk about enough in public these days? Pussy farts. 
<laughs> Hi, I'm George Carlin. How's it going? <laughs> Damn. And like, I, I, that yeah, I had been hooked before, but like that was like, uh, I, like I, that watching that show. I'm so like, this are you is saying what... that pussy farts inspired your comedy? No, you fucking, it, it was George Carlin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just what he said. <laughs> no, what, what inspired my comedy was, like I said, Murph Hartland. Uh, he was a wrestling fan, too. Mm. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Adrian, was also a wrestling fan. Him and Merv were like uh, roommates. And I was uh, having a wrestling pay-per-view over at my house. And they came over to watch it. And I had seen Merv around at the open mics and stuff like that. And I knew who he was and shit like that. But I never hung out with him. We got along real well when we first met. And uh, I told him that, like, I've always been a huge fan of comedy. I've thought about doing it, but I just never thought I could. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, just try it. Like, just come do on, it. Yeah, come yeah. on down to the fucking. So I went down uh, to Beerly's. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was your first show? At the time, a guy named Mark Zawatsky was hosting it. Shout out to Mark Zawatsky. Sonny Dollywall, shout out. Mark Zawatsky, what's going on? Amazing. Uh, he was hosting fucking at the time. Uh, I haven't seen him do a fucking show in forever. Uh, but yeah. Um, and I, I checked out a show or two. I think it was two. And, uh, yeah, then I, I did it and, uh, I didn't do well, but I did well enough, uh, that I got enough laughs that like I wanted to do it again. Right. Um, and then very, very shortly after I went to Montreal to visit some friends and while I was there, I did some sets and I had some fucking amazing sets. Oh wow. And, uh, the first time I ever had a really good set, it was like, I am what I imagined the first time doing heroin. Wow! It's, it's yeah, just yeah. fucking like it, it was. Like, I, I, oh my god! It was just the most amazing high I'd ever experienced in my entire life. And like literally, I had a bunch of horrific sets in that city after that, and it, it didn't care. Right. I was like, "That's what it can be." Holy shit! I like, often I, wonder if like someone's first show, if it was a bad show, if that would discourage people. Maybe I don't, yeah. know, I don't know. Like my my first yeah. set w- certainly wasn't great, but right. like it, I got laughs. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, there weren't big laughs, but like I, I did well enough right. to keep me coming back. Yeah. But the other thing that happened to me on that trip is that I went to because uh, a couple friends of mine were in the festival just for laughs in Montreal. Oh uh, yeah, I should have said that before. So when I was in Montreal, it was during the Just for Laughs festival. Yeah, perfect. Um, so I had friends of mine in the festival and friends that were friends of people in the festival. So uh, just from hanging out with other comics, I got to go to these after parties. And I like and then like so I, I started meeting fucking like my heroes. Like I met fucking uh, uh, Jeff Ross, fucking uh, Amy Schumer. Fucking, what? Uh, you oh, met yeah. Schumer? Oh, yeah. Like, well, Schumer was very briefly. But yeah. Right. Like, like when you go to these after parties, that's where the comics hang out. You know what I mean? After the yeah. show. So like you see fuck if they're in the festival. Most of, like, you know, like fucking, I never saw Chappelle there. And I, 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 I saw Chappelle perform there. Mm-hmm. But I never saw him, like, at one of the after parties. He might have been at one of them. But, right. like, I just never ran into him. But, like, most of the comics in the festival will hang out at these after parties. Right. And, like, y- me and the other local comics are just smoking joints in the back. And you look around and, like, oh, shit. There's fucking Jeff Ross. Oh, shit. There's David Tell. Oh, shit. Right. There's, like, my fucking heroes just fucking wow. hanging out around That's me. That's so crazy. And, like, fucking weed is goddamn comedy catnip. So, so it's, it's just, just like, like fucking around. like okay, uh, you know Doug Benson? No. Uh, he has a podcast called Dead Getting Dug with High. Uh, oh, you ever right. hear the movie Super High Me? Uh, you know, Super Size Me, right? Su- oh, I've the heard movie. Of it. I've heard he did, of it. He did. So it's the guy that ate McDonald's for thirty days straight. Yep. He did that as a movie with weed. Oh wow! He went thirty days smoking. Weed. He's a giant. He's a potted comedian. He went thirty days uh, smoking weed and thirty days without. And he compared and contrasted like what it was like. Wow. Being, he like took an SAT while he was high, an SAT while he was sober. I think he actually did better on the SAT high than when he was sober. But anyway, he's a well-known pot comedian. Uh, I love him. Wow. And fucking, um, I showed up early to one of the after parties just to meet up with one of my friends. We were going to go to another show afterwards. 
and fucking he's there. Doug Benson's there. And like, you know, like I I'd say what's up to him and stuff like that. And he's like, anybody got some weed? And I'm like, what? Like fucking you're asking people for weed? Like what the fuck? You're the pot comic. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm the pot comic. So guess who's fucking getting checked at the airport every fucking time? <gasps> Very true. Yeah. So like I'm like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. So, and like, also I can imagine that he probably gets weed bought yeah. for him a lot too. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. So And that's exactly what happened in this situation. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey. Uh, and he has a podcast called Doug Loves Movies and I love fucking oh, movies. Awesome. So like we just – talk like we i got to hang out with him and like fuck just the two of us Dude, and like fucking we got to we talked about movies and shit like that and it was just fucking so surreal God so damn. fucking surreal like and then like uh that so this was like the uh the benson thing came later but like meeting all these people came like like i was like a couple months into comedy right and i'm meeting like gods of fucking comedy not like it, 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 it's it's it, it, it was insane and then the next year when I went, I actually like went to the festival and it's like, I imagine me going to just for laughs when I first started doing comedy was like Travis Lindsay going to Disney world. <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh my God. Like I fucking, I saw fucking Chappelle. I saw fucking Bill Burr. I saw fucking Neil Brennan. I saw fucking, uh, 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 and Neil Brennan, I love Neil Brennan. I did it because of Chappelle, but he does this amazing show. I don't know if you ever heard of Neil Brennan. He did this amazing show called uh, Three Mics. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I love that fucking uh, Neil Brennan. Like, I, I, I like him, uh, uh, but a lot of people like that was a very polarizing special because like right. how it worked. For those who don't know, like he did three mics. On one mic, he told one-liners. The other mic, he did straight up stand-up, and on the third mic, he told real personal stories. Right. So, like, he would tell stories about how depressed he was during the Chappelle show. Oh, I like, love that idea. So, like, it just, it kind of, like, some people, they were like, oh, you know, it, it kind of rubbed them the wrong way. And, like, people don't like Neil Brennan for whatever reason or whatever. But, like, you know, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. whatever. Fucking, I, I, I got to see fucking, like, I, I saw Schumer perform. I didn't just meet her. I got to actually see her. Fucking, She's like, my ultimate. She is, ugh. I'm hit or miss with her. But, like, I, 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 I don't, like, a lot of people hate Amy Schumer. I don't hate her. Like, I think she's good. The, the joke, joke stealing thing is yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, and and I won't lie, you can, like, o- you can only chalk so much up to parallel thought. I'm less a fan nowadays than I used to be. See, I haven't even seen her last like two specials. They're pretty good. Like yeah. you, like, were, I heard you were saying that the last one you liked a lot. I liked the last one, yeah. and I went into it. Do you watch a lot of comedy more specials? Critical. Yes. What well, would you say? Actually, is like- not a lot. No. <laughs> okay. Because to be honest, I don't watch a lot of anything right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so fucking busy that for me to have a night free to watch things is yeah. very rare oh yeah and tom segura i got to see him live watch your mom says podcast live and uh i got to meet him and he's like the fuck oh one. amazing he's one of my favorite fucking comedians of all fucking time uh has there been anyone that you've met that came off dickish or like not as oof, um like, not as nice as you would think or not as yes awesome but i don't know if think? i should be fucking saying this shit like fucking uh, okay all We're right at the end of the episode listen okay if if you made it this far, you deserve to hear. Wait, is this a local, local person? No, or? no, this is one of the most famous comedians in the world. Okay, well, <laughs> listen, we'll preface this by saying this was your experience with this person, and and I don't even know if necessarily this person did what I'm claiming. Oh, that he did. so okay. okay. Anyway, Uh-oh. so uh, it, it was such a parallel. Like we didn't even really meet. We did, but we didn't. Was it Louis? No. Okay. No, uh, I'll tell you off air. No. So what happened was. Um, I was at the after party, and uh, all my friends had left, and it was like the end of the night. I was getting ready to leave, mm-hmm. so I went to go use the bathroom right before I headed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this after party is at the like the rooftop bar of a hotel, mm-hmm. like a fancy schmancy hotel bar. So I went to go use the bathroom afterwards. Um, I go into the bathroom, 
and there's this comic standing there in the men's bathroom. Nobody else there except him with two like model-looking chicks over each other. Of course, yeah, yeah. And I walk in, and me and him make eye contact, and he just gives me one of these. He just, <laughs> you know, he's like, "What's up?" You know, like <laughs> fucking check out what I'm doing, and like oh, immediately, ah, oh, dude, like I wanted to be like, "Hey," how's it? and then he gave me that look, and I'm like, ah, oh, oh, whatever, I don't fucking care. That's not that bad. No, that's so, not that, like in the grand scheme of things. No, 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 no. So yeah. then I went into the bathroom. Oh, does not here? Oh, no, and then. uh I went to the stall, uh, had to poop, uh, so that, I don't know why that's a bell, and it, oh, no. <laughs> the bell would not ring for that. So, the bell knew not to go off for that one. Uh, <laughs> so I went into the, uh, why, why does the bell ring for poop reference? That's not, I don't know. He just said, I had to poop. I have to do that too. Yeah, you poop. <laughs> so I go into the stall, and uh, him and the two girls go into the stall next to me. Uh, and he didn't fog them, uh, and I don't want to claim that he was doing anything either, but uh, I don't know if him or her or the other her or any number of the three people in there had a cold. Oh, no. But there was certainly a lot of snuffing going on okay. in there. And I've heard that this comic in question is, like, completely sober, and I have no reason not to believe that. But, but he's rich, and if I was rich, I wouldn't necessarily do uh, nose drugs, but I certainly might be able to perf- – uh, uh, Provide them to people who might want to do them around me. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh, and provide uh-huh. good nose drugs that, like, aren't laced with fucking fentanyl and, like, aren't going to fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can understand that maybe he was just wanting to – he wasn't partaking and wanted to have – but, like, yeah. So that was my wow. <laughs> interaction. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, look at that. What the fuck? Look at that. We are going to wrap her pretty soon. One uh, more question, Yeah, though. please. I please, just – because we do have to explain the background because otherwise people will be very confused. The yeah. wrestling ring background. Oh, we haven't even talked about this shit yet. I know. We? We're Holy at the very fuck. end. But <laughs> but you also are – what do you do? I'm a ring announcer. Uh, so um, – With a voice like that, are you shocked? Uh, I don't probably, think probably anybody not. is shocked. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. No. So, <laughs> um when I first started doing comedy, the first tour I ever did on, the guy who, uh, the promoter of the tour, it was me, Vaughn, Andrew Vaughn, and a guy, uh, a girl by the name of Caitlin Chavera, who I fucking love. She's back in BC now. She's fucking hilarious. Please look her up. She's amazing. I love her. Awesome. Come back to Halifax, Caitlin. Uh, she fucking, uh, uh, so anyway, the guy who promoted the show uh, was slash is a wrestling promoter. Oh, okay. And uh, he also promotes comedy shows. And uh, because of, like, you know, the wrestling, he has connections all over the fucking province. Oh, so, like, he books wrestling shows or uh-huh. uh, comedy shows. Uh-huh. So, like, the first tour I ever did, uh, he fucking promoted it. Uh, and, like, he's done tours and stuff like that before. He's promoted shows, uh, uh, you know, like me, Dan, Hendrick, Travis Lindsay, fucking Vaughn, fucking a bunch of people. We've all worked for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so he was a wrestling promoter. And uh, he still does, does, he still does wrestling. Jesus Christ, I'm getting drunk. Uh, <laughs> 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 he does fucking uh um she still does wrestling shows so i'd always told him like he knows that i'm a giant wrestling fan and stuff uh he did a show a few years ago and needed a ring announcer and i'm like i told him dude if you ever need a ring announcer fucking uh let me know and he did and i fucking did it and i was really fucking good at it uh and uh yeah like i just i i, I and how often do you do it um like, at least once a month, usually. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would run more often. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, his particular promotion only runs like once every 90 days or so. Uh, they usually run once a month. But right. like uh, uh, I started working for another promotion called Outlaw Pro Wrestling. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the guy's promotion is called uh, VCW. Look it up. Uh, VCW Canon uh, on Facebook. There are a that lot counts. of fucking fun, the shows. Uh, even if you don't like wrestling, please yeah. come to one of the shows. There's so much fucking fun. Well, one fun. thing I will say about wrestling is, is like I used to nay-nay it. I used to just think it was the stupidest thing ever. And it wasn't until... And it can be. And it can was most was... definitely be the stupidest thing ever. I was dating a wrestling But it can also fan. be like the most fun fun well, that was the form thing. of entertainment that, that was exists the thing about it. It was, by far it was uh, I was dating like, can be I was dating my ex-boyfriend was a huge wrestling fan and I just used to think it was stupid and I used to make fun of him for it and then since we broken up like a couple years ago I had friends get me into it because I watched a Royal Rumble oh. that's how I was in- kind of introduced to it and they would do these Royal Rumble events and it was so much fucking fun and it's so like if I get invited the Royal Rumble to is my favorite things. wrestling event, by the way. I love the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's so fun. And VCW actually just did its own Rumble a while ago where it's like one guy comes down every two minutes. Oh, I love that shit. That's so much so fun. So I don't follow and, it, And as a ring announcer, it's amazing because it. every two minutes I get to fucking be like, and coming out next, Devin shit. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's so much fucking fun. Um, yeah, so I, I, like, I appreciate that, it. I a lot of the shows it. that he do are bar shows. Oh, really? Okay. And like, oh my God, it's like... This is going to sound fucking like it might not be, but it's so much fun. Like the sea, like they, they, if the wrestlers like, so you see the ring behind, like if they stand on the top rope to do like a fucking splat, like they have to duck down most of them because the bar ceiling is like so fucking low. God damn. Uh, And like they wrestle, they go all through the crowd. They're hitting each other with beer bottles and like slamming each other through bar. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fucking fun. Like I I, I encourage anybody to come out to independent wrestling show. Like it's so fucking amazing. I need to get back into it. And independent wrestling is like you never know what you're going to get. You know, like it could be some fucking indie mud dirt show or it could be like one of the most fun experiences you've ever had in your entire life. And that's part of the fun is not fucking knowing what it's going to be. VCW and Outlaw put on quality shows. That's that's not what I'm talking about, but like uh, like the, you see these shows in the states where it's like fucking it's in some fucking uh, uh, fucking uh, a Rotary Club parking lot in front of like 25 <laughs> people, wow. and even those shows can be fucking amazing, you know? Like it Holy doesn't fucking facts. matter. It's it's so much fun. So like like I naturally have a big loud booming voice. You and, do. Uh, the first show I ever did, there's a wrestler on the show who was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. His mm-hmm. name is Sabu. Okay. And his nickname is the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal maniac. Oh, Jesus. And I'm not going to do it in your apartment. Because, no. like, <laughs> everyone will It play. is midnight on a Monday. But that's how you have to announce him. Yeah, 100%. Oh, He's wow. from Bombay, Michigan. Bombay, Michigan. Not a real place. Uh, originally, he was from Bombay, <laughs> India. But, like, that was too far of a stretch. So he had right. to be from Bombay, India. Oh, wow. Fucking shout out to Sabu. Fucking love Sabu. Uh, but he hung up with me after we'll the show. We'll tag him in this. Yeah. Sabu. Oh, Sabu was fucking great. So, uh, uh, fucking, um, you have to announce him like that. Wow. And it was, like, the fucking most. With that toll title? Like- oh, yeah. He's, you got to do his height, his weight, uh, his hometown, and with Sabu, you have to say, and he's the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, death-defying maniac. Wow. Known the world over. As, oh, and he came up to me after the show, and he was like, that was your first time ring announcing? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, I've been in, uh, in wrestling for 
blah 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 amount of years. I'm like, you're one of the fucking best ring announcers on an indie show like I've ever seen. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh wow! Like, there's fucking no way. That's, that's and he's like, no, dude. Like, I I had no idea this was your first time until somebody told me that. Holy shit! And I'm like, oh yeah, exactly. I was like, holy shit. So fucking uh, just doing the shows like I, it's so much fucking fun. Oh man, and, that's yeah. Oh, I fucking loved it. Uh, so I uh, yeah, that's what I do. Holy <laughs> like, yeah, it's, what a it's, life. It's a fun, and so and and pretty uh pretty soon uh me and Robbie Vino. Uh, we maybe uh, I don't want to say anything uh, yes you want to tease something out. Uh, but tease. we may be putting something together wrestling wise uh, yeah. Uh, yeah well you'll both have to come on maybe and promote that oh stuff. yeah 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 big time we could like any of these topics we've gone over we could definitely do a whole podcast about That's any the of these thing things about, like good first times yeah, yeah because we can come back and revisit if you want to come back on again it, yeah it this gives, is just a smorgasbord it's, of free it's kind of like you're scraping <laughs> oh. the surface of the iceberg kind yeah of thing. absolutely yeah, yeah but yeah so uh uh my next show is uh uh june 26th Hold for on wrestling second. yeah so uh yeah, so uh, uh, June 26th uh, is going to be VCW at Doolittle's Bar in Dartmouth. Please come to that. And then uh, June 29th, it's going to be uh, Outlaw Pro Wrestling at uh, Stewiak, uh, the fire hall there in Stewiak. They're going to do a show there. Uh, and then in September uh, at the Halifax Exhibition Park, September 29th is fucking WrestleWave, which is going to be the biggest maritime professional uh, or not pro- the, uh, it is professional wrestling it's the uh, I'm fucking drunk the, uh, <laughs> the biggest independent res- professional wrestling event in like the history of the Maritimes oh, the Heart Foundation's coming in Sabu is coming back fucking Stevie Richards is gonna be there fucking the Cardinal fucking Sinners who were uh, when I first started going to local independent wrestling shows were like the big tag team they're gonna be fighting the Heart Foundation in the main event amazing fucking show Sweet. please come to that uh, and the night before there's gonna be uh, Maritime Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, and uh, fucking Kurgan. You ever have watched? you ever wrestled yourself? No, uh, but I've uh, um, I used to backyard wrestle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a while. yeah, so did Andrew Vaughn. Of course, fucking Andrew Vaughn. Like if you if you look at any fucking two comics in the city, like, obviously fucking Andrew. Like Travis Lindsay didn't backyard wrestle. What are you talking about? What the fuck? Uh, yeah, no, I did that, but no. Um, but one time working for VCW, uh, I showed up at a show. And they were like, hey, how you doing, Freed? And I'm like, pretty good. And they're like, okay, you're going to be the referee for every single match tonight. I'm like, yeah, that's the look I get. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Luckily, like I said, like, I'm a huge wrestling nerd. So, right. like, I know exactly what a referee has to do. But, like, I wasn't fucking prepared for this. Right. Like, and so there was a uh, – I'll tell you this last – so um, the last match was the big tag team, uh, Teddy Hart, who's Brett the Hitman Hart's nephew. Uh, awesome fucking guy. Uh, I love Teddy. Uh, uh, in a tag team match, he uh, I can't remember who he teamed up with, but he wrestled uh, Devin Chittick and Jason Rumble. And I'm the referee. And fucking uh, there was a pinfall in the match. And a pinfall is like when a guy pins, like gets on top of the got to pin the other guy's shoulders down for one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a mix-up, wow. and the guy didn't hear my first... One. Uh. So I went one, two, and I knew that these other guys were supposed to win the match. Because wrestling he... is fake. No, I'm just <laughs> it's fake, it's... but the hazards are real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't try this at home. I, I, I didn't mean to say it like that. I, yeah, no, don't I, I, ever I just, say that to a wrestler. I just know that like that's like a criticism that other people will say. Of course. I still think it's fucking wildly entertaining. I don't ever would ever call it fake anymore. You might 
say it's predetermined, but predetermined. it's certainly not Maybe a little fake. scripted. Yeah. Oh, and it's a lot scripted. Yeah, but that's yeah. that doesn't mean it's yeah. fake. It's certainly not fucking fake. Like, yeah. I, yeah, it's some horrific... It's the wrong way to say yeah. it. Yeah, look up Sid Vicious injury and tell me if you think it's fake. This guy right. fucking broke his leg in half. Uh, Compound fracture. Anyway, so how it's supposed to... How it was supposed to go was I would hit the mat one, two, and then the guy would get his shoulder up before the three count. Uh-huh. He didn't hear my first right. one. So all he heard was one, and then I hit three. He thought it was two. He didn't kick his shoulder up. Uh. So I'm like, what the fuck do I do? So at three, he kicked. Uh, after I hit three, he kicked the shoulder up. So I just looked at the crowd and I'm like, uh, two, two. That was only two. That was only two, uh. everybody. And I'm losing my mind in my head because I'd only first started working with him. I'm like, I fucked up. <laughs> I yeah. I fucked up. I'm going to get blamed for this. This is the main event. I fucking ruined it. I looked around in the crowd and like maybe three people even noticed. Right. Uh, but that didn't matter. So I get backstage and fucking Jason Rumble. Uh, he's a guy that's been in the business for a fucking super long time. Uh, he's, he's a great fucking dude. He's a veteran. Uh, and he comes up to me and he apologizes to me. And I'm sitting there like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, I was literally ready to just spew fucking apologies out of me. Aww. And he's just like, dude, like, I'm real sorry about this. Like, I'm And I'm just like, uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> we cool. Be cool. Because like, oh we my cool. God. Like, uh, I don't care. Like, if you think wrestling, it doesn't matter. Like, these guys are still like, these fucking giant dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to piss them off. Like, the last, I'll tell you this one last wrestling story. So, quick, quick, uh, quick. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, yeah we absolutely. Wrap. Uh, the last show I did for VCW, there's a guy, he's part of the Cardinal Center. He's one of the mm-hmm. guys I started watching back in the day. His name's Brody Steele. Fucking amazing. I've been watching this guy for years and years and years. I love him. It was the first time I've worked with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I, I went, I, I go up to all the wrestlers before the show and I ask them, what's your name? What's your height? What's your weight? Do you have a nickname? Do you want me to tell you? Uh, yeah. Anything you want me to say when I'm announcing you? What right. is it? Like, what's your weight? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so we go through all that. Uh, I'm writing my notes down for the show. And, uh, I start talking to my friends because I'm friends with some of the wrestlers. Um, a lot of the times, because I'm still somewhat new in the wrestling business, I have to go backstage and just like keep my mouth shut and ears open. Like I'm just trying to learn the business. You know what I mean? I want to be yeah. respectful of everybody. Be a sponge. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I'm talking and talking and talking and talking with my friends. And mm. I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just shooting the shit with my friends. And this guy Brody Steele, he's uh, five foot nine, or it's five foot nine. He's six foot nine, uh, three hundred ten pounds, uh, large gentleman. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting down in a chair, and he comes over to me, and he's fucking looking down at me, and he goes like, "Hey, yappy, <laughs> hey, yappy," and I'm just like, "Yes, sir, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir," and he's just like, uh, "You comfy?" And I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Really? You really comfy?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He says, you want me to come fluff your chair pillow up there for you? And I'm just like, uh, no. <laughs> and he's just and he looks over, and one of the wrestlers, who I didn't even know was there, is tying his boots up while sitting on the floor. And he goes, you're not even taking bumps tonight. And this dude who's working is tying his boots on the floor? And you know in cartoons, like when someone raises it, like you see a puff of smoke? Yeah. If you could have seen a puff of smoke where I was sitting, like you would have seen a cartoon puff of smoke. I was like, yes, sir. Oh, you want me to shine the chair for you too? You want me to fucking fluff his pillow up? Please, please, please. And like fucking, uh, I'm like just fucking terrified. Like, oh God, like this guy that I've fucking idolized for fucking years, like can't stand me. Like he fucking hates me now. Like he's going to fucking remember this for the rest of his fucking life. 
So like I fucking I sent him this message and I was like, dude, like I just want to thank you for mm. giving me shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I appreciate because like these old school wrestlers, like and rightfully so, they're very fucking like they need the respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And rightfully fucking so, mm-hmm. like, they've worked their asses off their entire fucking life. Right. So like fuck, and there's like there's codes of conduct in the back in in, in the yeah. backstage. You know what I mean? Um, just like in any industry, you know what I mean? Like fucking, if you're just starting in comedy, yeah. uh, don't fucking tell anybody that you're a fucking professional, you know what yeah. I mean? And start bragging about your shit when you're sitting in a room with an actual fucking professional, you know? Yeah. So fucking like, yeah, like I, I, uh, uh, I sent him a message being like, look, I, 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 if I had known that Cody was fucking, uh, didn't have a seat, I would have immediately uh, gotten up. So I really appreciate and fucking, uh, Devin, the guy, the booker guy. Uh, he sent me a message and he was just like, dude, like, uh, you sent Mike, uh, that fucking, um, that big long thing. And I was like, yeah, like thinking, oh, I did wrong. And he's like, dude, like that meant so much to him, like oh. that you, res- that you respected him right. and stuff like that. And he goes like, dude, you're like, you're getting in, like, oh, you're getting awesome. into the And I was just like, oh. <laughs> it was like, I, I, and I, and I pictured the moment that, uh, I did my first ever guest spot at Yuck Yucks mm. and I was opening for Ron Jossel. Shout out to Ron Jossel. Mm. Uh, touring comedian around Canada, fucking hilarious. I love Ron Jossel. Mm-hmm. Amazing fucking guy. And he fucking told me that he loved my stuff. Right. And I don't even remember it's what validation. it was. Oh, it was fucking, yeah. it was just like, oh, mm, give me that, you know? Give me that validation. Oh, please, 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 please. And that's all it fucking took, you know well, what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I fucking love it. So that's yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Love wrestling, love God comedy. Damn. Yeah. That sounds so Love fun. my job at the hospital. Maybe not so much the hospital itself, but like, well, you, you have know. a lot going on, and that's yeah, that, that, that's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap her up, but um, Please. where yeah. can are you on Instagram? I nope. tried to find. Nope. I was okay. Uh, so uh, on- what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be touring uh, this summer for Yuck Yucks. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, the exact dates I'm gonna announce pretty soon. Perfect. Right before I tour, uh, I'm gonna start an Instagram account. Yeah, you better. And uh, I'm gonna fucking. Uh, uh, Cause I just, I just well, like I, I'm on Facebook. Like the best place to find me is Facebook. Facebook. What yeah. are you on Twitter? Uh, I am, but like I never use it. I really got like I'm gonna do the same thing with Twitter as I do oh, with okay. Instagram on the trip. Yeah. I've yeah. had a tw- uh, Twitter account for a while. Like look me up, Ryan S. Freed. Like R Y A N S F R I E D at Ryan S. Freed on Twitter. Uh, and Ryan S. Freed on Facebook. That's Those are the best places yeah. to find me. Yeah, and this won't come out this week, but it'll come out next week. Cool. So if you have the dates by then, let me know. And yes, I can, yes, I yes, can yes. post them Please. in the description. That'd be but great. I appreciate you coming on, Thank sir. you so much for fucking this having me. I had blast. a fucking blast. I had a blast. Any episode that goes over two I hours. I got drunk, but not nearly as drunk as I thought I would. Because <laughs> when I talk, I drink. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I ran out of fucking drink a little while ago <laughs> and just kept talking. So That's what the show is for, everybody. <laughs> But it is Monday night, so we do have to close her out, unfortunately. But thanks so much, Ryan, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And you get to do the honors and ring that bell. Ooh, multiple dings. Uh. I don't know what that was. I don't know why I keep doing this either, but yeah, whatever. (laughs) What is this? I don't know. Peace out. I peace guess, out. I and guess. Him. Sideways peace out. Cool. <laughs> Have a good one, you guys. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me.